morning, team. Nice to be company. Thank you, Anthony. I'm all in sixes and sevens this morning. I mean, not just sixes and sevens because it's Thursday and because I'm sure something lovely is going to happen on Thursday, but because yesterday it was announced that the uh, Santander had bought Royal Bank of Scotland. See, I got confused. I thought that what they'd done is they'd just bought all the sites and they were going to put Santander. No, they bought RBS. So if you're an RBS customer, very shortly you'll be getting your Santander checkbook. Not me, thank you very much indeed. I'm off out of it. I don't want to be part of Santander. And they said, oh, the government decided this European Commission. I'm going, well, nobody asked me about it. I thought they were going to open kebab shops or something. I don't know. It's all very worrying. On FM, online and... Rage our day. Rage our day. Yeah, you think so? You've seen them? Well, how have you seen them? I mean, I don't understand this. Oh, did they? Oh, right. Are we all good? We're very good. I might have double toast today. Double toast. Gee, I could eat Marmite on toast now. Some people can't bear Marmite, but I've got a, I've got a thing about Marmite today. Marmite on toast with a poached egg on toast. That'd be nice. Oh, no, thank you. See you tomorrow, Anthony. See you tomorrow. Have a nice day. Thank you so much. Au revoir. Bye. Are you weary still after Sunday? Uh, yes, I am still weary. Oh, good. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was just me, and I keep thinking, why well, am I still weary? Yeah. A few days after it. Like, well, quite a few days. Yes, I know. I know. How exciting. <gasps> anyway, how are you? Nice to have you company. You've already heard Paul Savory's here. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. And you saw him on Sunday as well. A lot of people worried that uh, Alan was Chinese Amanda. Did you hear this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how bizarre was that? <laughs> and we've got pictures up on the, uh, on the website now. And then I think uh, this weekend there will be another hundred pictures going up. But I'll have to direct you to those ones on Sunday. Can hardly contain myself. I know. Well, Chris Christodoulou took, like, a th- I think a thousand pictures. I'm not surprised. He didn't stop snapping. He didn't stop, did he? I mean, this man is like a little human dynamo, ladies and gentlemen. He's, our, he's, a, we, he, he's now the Steve Allen Show official photographer. But uh, anyway, it's lovely to have your company. I'm all in sixes and sevens, and the reason I am today is because I had to register for, for VAT online yesterday. Have you mm-hmm. done it? Yes, I have. You have? And to be honest with you, I'm at that age now where anything that's got figures on it befuddles me. And I said, like most people, I glaze over and I look at it and I thought, right, I've got to do this. You're an adult. You're coming up to 40. You can register online. So you go and register online and it says put in your VAT number. So I put my VAT number in. Uh, Then it puts down your put in your postcode. And I made a mistake on that time. I didn't do uppercase. So it threw that one back. So I put in uppercase. That was fine. And then it said put in the... um, the date that you joined VAT. Well, who oh can remember that? Goodness. Nobody. Nobody. So, so that was... So anyway, I filled in the other bit, which said, when did you last file a VAT return? So I put down May. And then it said, what was the sum of money? They're obviously checking it's really you. Mm. So I put down the sum of money. And then I had to phone them up to say, I'm terribly sorry, you wait for ages, because they're in Wales. Yes, but at least they're polite. At least they're polite. At least you can understand what they're saying to you. But it does say, if you would like this translated into Welsh, call this number. (laughs) So I thought, no, I could amuse myself for a few hours. (laughs) So anyway, so I phoned up and I said, I'm sorry, you're going to think I'm really stupid. I said, but I can't remember when I first registered. She said, hang on a second, I'll have a look for you. And so she goes, oh, it was was, uh, June 1999. So I went, "Okay, thank you. So I filled that in. And it, it wouldn't let me into the computer. It oh. said, no, there's an error. So I then phone up again. So there's this very nice man. Hello, he said. <laughs> so he said, what's the problem? I said, well, I'm getting all the way through this. I said, and it, he said, what, you t- tell me what, what you filled in. So I told him what I filled in. And when it said, 
what was the date of your last filing? He said, you put down May. He said, it was April. I said, oh, right. He said, because April. He said, it was done in April, but you mm. paid in May. I said, OK, fine. <laughs> so we filled that in and then bang, I'm in. And that, then I filled in the bank account details. And so now I'm all ready to, uh, to file. I've, I've got no idea. that they, they said they were going to send me a code, which I then put in an authorization code, which then activates yes. it. Yeah, she'll probably get a link on an email. Yeah. So that's all right. So I'm, I'll, I shall do that. And then I put in the bank account details. And, uh, and the rest, they say, is history. But I'll have to change it because I'm not staying with RBS. Because having discovered yesterday they've sold all their sites in England uh, and Wales to Santander, mm-hmm. I thought... Being a bit stupid, quite clearly, and naive, that when it said they were selling the sites, Santander was were, were buying the buildings and mm. they were putting themselves in there. No, no, no. Santander are taking over RBS. The only RBS branches will be up in Scotland. And I've got all my investments with RBS, but apparently they all stay the same. But the banking side goes to Santander. And I'm thinking, I don't like Santander's logo. I'm quite happy with RBS, <laughs> because RBS to me looks like a bank. You I don't was... want to be with Santander because you don't like the logo. It's true. It's true. Really? Uh, well, no, it's, I just, I don't see them as a bank. I see them as a Spanish building society. And I was with William and Glynn's, and I like being with William and Glynn's. Then we became Royal Bank mm. of Scotland. I don't want to be Santander. I'm sorry, but I'm a bit funny. I want to be something. So I'm going I'm to re- join Nat West, I think. Do you, um, do you purposely buy British when you go around the supermarket? Uh. No, but I uh, well I don't. When you say purposely buy British, well, I, I do. If you have British butter or yeah, New Zealand butter, yeah, would you? Uh, and the British one is five p more. I'm not interested in the price of something. No, neither no. am I. Right, I've always said on this program, better, <laughs> better not cheaper. Yes, I mean um, uh, I I do try and buy British wherever possible. Yes, yeah, so do I. So do I. I bought broccoli the other day. It came from Egypt. Yes. Most of my, my fruit comes from abroad. Most of my fruit comes That's from abroad. That's kind of understandable, because we can't grow anything You can't, you can't grow anything here. But uh, I'm, I, it's, it's got nothing to do with Santander being Spanish. I'm, I'm not bothered about them being Spanish, really. I'm more it's worried... Because you I don't log like on the here? logo. <laughs> it's because I don't like the logo, exactly. <laughs> well, if they changed the logo, would you stay with them? Would you say, uh, no. Send you a little sheet and say, please choose your logo? The system cannot log me on for some strange reason. I don't know why it's not logging Maybe me on. Maybe you put down April instead of May. Well, I've just, just put in what I thought was my password. I mean, when, when we type in our names, is it Steve Dot Allen or is it... Uh, look at me, I well, don't I've, know. I've got no idea what I'm doing now this morning. I've completely had a mental breakdown here. <laughs> it's not going at all well. And then, as if to cap it, I can't log on. Am I S-T-I-B? Am I Steve Dot Allen? Oh, right, perhaps it wasn't logging me on for that. Because I put in the password and it came back, n- no such person. Wait a minute. Maybe they haven't told you something. I'm having a very bad day today, look. Oh, it's doing it now, thank God for that. So anyway, so so, uh, so Santander are taking over all the RBS branches. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, wait a minute, I like being with the Royal Bank of Scotland. I don't know, why, it's, I just I feel I'm part of it. I've been with it for so many well, years now, more than, more than 30 years of my life. And all of a sudden, I'm going to be Spanish. Well, transfer to the Dunfermline branch. Do you know, I thought about that. I thought, could I just transfer to up in Scotland? Would it make any difference? Well, I'm sure you could. Yeah, because all, all we do is, my, my, my bank do it online for me. Mm-hmm. We, do, we do remote banking, so I don't actually physically need a branch to go into. Because sh- I can go into Drummond's in Trafalgar Square and get money out. I know, or Coots or wherever. 
And uh, and I might do that because oh, because if if you move branches, I'm going to have to have all new cards again. So I'll have to have a new card or a different. Why are you looking at me like this? No, no, I'm riveted. Do you think I'm being a bit sort of overreactive? Yes. Oh, really? But, um, but I don't want to be Santander. But, I'm sorry. But, I don't want to be. It's like I don't want to be Banker Toy Town either. You could be with Coots. No, I can't. Um, I haven't got enough money for Coots. Oh, you can't. No, seriously, have. I haven't. No, Coots. Coots want more money. I think than I've got. I know some people with Coots, and trust me. Well, yes, but I guess I don't understand have. how they've got it. We talk about the same person. Yes. Well, I don't know how he's got that either. <laughs> how is that possible? <laughs> I th- unless he has a business account or something. I've no idea. I wouldn't mind being with Coots. I'd be happier being with Coots. I'll just get very depressed. <laughs> but, but, very uh, depressed. Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, call them. I'm sure they'd be delighted. Yeah. And then, then I've got the car insurance company phoning up. The broker calls me the other day. Mm. Two days running now. Okay, because I, I have a working name and I have a business name. Yes. And so, okay, we just the, the insurance company just want a few more details. Um, when you when, when you say on their broadcast, bear in mind I've been with them for about thirteen years. When you say broadcaster, are you with the BBC? No. Okay. Are you are you with television or radio? I'm with um, with uh, radio. National radio or local radio? I said, well, it depends. I said, you can hear me throughout the entire country and around <laughs> the world, so I don't know what you call that. Mm. OK, that's fine. I'll go back to them. I, I said, put it this way, if they're going to put the premium up, I said, I'm going somewhere else. I'm not going to be messed around by an insurance company. Well, your premium, unfortunately, as I told you last week, probably will go up Why? this year. Because most of the insurance companies are linked to the strength of the dollar. Well, I'm not having it. And I pay quite enough as it is. Dollar against the pound, as you know, <laughs> is not that great at the moment, Such so you man. will be charged more. Apparently, around 30% more. Yeah. Not 30% good. more? Apparently so. Well, I'm not paying it. I shall go elsewhere. I shall take my business elsewhere. It's bad enough as it is. And then he comes back yesterday. First of all, then I, then I phone and say, oh, I, I spoke to you yesterday. There's this guy whose name I won't, I won't tell you. And he said, I don't think so. I said, well, I'm just... I said, well, anyway, that was the name I was given... Anyway, after about a minute, he goes, oh, yes, I do remember this. I thought, well, of course it was you. How many other people in your office are called so-and-so? And anyway, then he calls back, he goes, he said, they're, they're, they're now querying me. He said, are you, are you Steve Allen? So, so I haven't replied to that one. I'm just waiting on that one yet. What difference it makes, I've got no idea. Um, we did have the accident the other year. But probably it was like, tracing no, your no claims. It was two years ago. We had the accident, mm. and it didn't go up last time round. So I said, I, but I have said to him, I said, to be honest with you, I said, if it actually goes up, I said, I'm moving companies. I said, no skin off my nose, mate. No skin off my nose. I'm quite prepared to shift my business. Yes, well, I've stopped using a broker. I do it online. Now. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might have to do the same thing. But that, that comes, I've got to do that fairly quickly because it comes up on the 2nd of September. Yes. What a nightmare. I tell you, you think your life's it. And then it gets worse. Then I go to Waterloo Station two days ago, and downstairs at Waterloo, before you go up to the Chuff Chuffs, mm. there's um, a West Country pasty thing, yes. uh, which is downstairs, which is quite yes. nice. I get off the bus, yep. walk over the road, and they were doing a uh, bacon roll in a proper bread roll, crispy roll, for a pound. Fantastic. Or a Cumberland sausage for a pound. Uh, or they were doing a baker, what they call a, a breakfast turner, which is like a phyllo pastry mm. with a bit of bacon and a sausage in it for a pound. So, of course, I was having two, thinking, well, I'll walk this off later on today, and it was my breakfast, so it kept me going. And so I go there two days ago, and I go, I'll have two breakfast turnovers, please. And you go, that'll be four pounds. I said, he said, uh, yes, the, the, the promotion's finished. 
Mm-hmm. I said, I wasn't aware there was a promotion. I just thought they were a pound, and they've now had to put the sign up at the front. So I should imagine their business has dropped off, because I said, well, I don't want them now, thank you. So well. I just bought one. <laughs> I'm not buying any more, though. You're so thrifty. Stop completely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very thrifty. <laughs> but, uh, no, of course, they're not a pound all the time. Well, they should be. <laughs> Why? Because it's well, because they always get, would you like a cup of coffee? And I go, no, I don't want a cup of coffee. I'll have two bacon rolls. Or Actually, I don't have the bacon rolls. I have the Cumberland sausage well, that's why they make their money. My life's falling apart. I don't know what, what everybody else's is doing, but mine is collapsing. It's very stressful today. And we've got the electrician in to put some downlighters on the patio. And he said he's got a huge drill. He said that he's going to put straight away through the wall. I mean, I'm a bit worried about the patio collapsing and falling in. So anyway, he's coming in to put... So we can not see any wires. I don't know how I'm alive today. I really don't. I'm finding it's very, very stressful. Why are you being so dramatic today? It's just I'm having one of my days. Because it all yesterday all came to a head, and I'm sitting there thinking, be logical. Do you, it's since I stopped drinking, I've become a bit panic and manic. I don't know what's happening to me. <laughs> and we've got the news headlines. I don't know where it's all going to. These are the stories. The chair of the Met Police Authority has been telling LBC he finds the early release of one of Damalola Taylor's killers perplexing. Police say they're now treating an explosion at a flat in Edinburgh, which has left three young children dead as suspicious. And Naomi Campbell's in court later in Holland to give evidence at the war crimes trial of the former Liberian leader Charles Taylor. She'll answer questions after allegedly being given a so-called blood diamond. Let's have a check on the uh, state of the roads for you this morning. It's Jay Louise. LBC 97.3. Then, if things couldn't get any worse... This morning, I'm waiting for the car, and I think, I'll just nip to the bank and take some money out. So I go to the bank machine, I put my card in, and I always pull the front of the machine to see if it's got a fake front on it. I know, call me stupid, because I'm paranoid over somebody taking my card. It's not, I'm not having a good life at the moment. And so I, I pull the front of it, and nothing happens. Put the card in, there's a slight whirring, and all the lights go off on the machine. And so I'm looking at it thinking, it's got my card. And I didn't want to leave it in case, ten minutes later, it regurgitated my card and somebody came and took it. So I stood there, so I pushed cancel, nothing happened. Then all of a sudden, it whirred back into life again, and then and it put up the front screen. You know, insert card, I thought, you've got my card. So I'm pushing cancel, and all of a sudden it went onto the proper screen, so I took some money out, and then luckily it threw back the card. That was a very touch-and-go moment. Not having a good time at all, I'm afraid. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I'm alive. And then... I went to, to go out for lunch the other day. I need to go out for lunch on Saturday with Giles. Right. You know I go out for lunch with yes, Giles. Yes, I do. Normally about every sort of two weeks, something like that. So I sent him a thing the other day saying, how about lunch this, this Saturday? He can't because he's on call at the place where he works. Mm-hmm. So I said, and he said, how about the following Saturday? So I can't do the following Saturday. I'm going out with my bank. <laughs> so, so I said, how about the Saturday after that? He said, I can't do that one. He said, I'm away in France. Oh, no. So it all collapses yesterday. So the next lunch we can have is the 4th of September. I know, it's getting like that. What happened to this year? Where did it go? Gone. Gone. I don't know. I mean, do you, not th- do you think as well, like me? Yes. It's just whizzed through. Yes, oh, I'll I'll tell you, it's driven me mad. They say it does when you get older. Oh, don't say that. Because well, I'm... we are getting older, both of us, every day. No, we're not. Every day, everybody gets older. <laughs> no, we're not. Yes, they do. Oh, st- listen, yes, well, I the under- alternative is dying. Then you don't get older. I understand the ageing process. <laughs> I'm just sort of thinking to myself, it, it, it does seem to have whizzed through this year. It seems one minute we were in January, and I'm thinking, oh, that's great, I can leave the decorations up for a little bit longer. And, and then the next minute, here we are practically in September. Yes. And then it's October, and then we're into winter coats. That's right. And Christmas. 
Oh, lovely. Well, I'm, well, actually, this this Saturday, I was going to go. I'm, thinking, I'm going to go and see the Godchildren. I was going to go down and uh, have a look at Harrods Christmas department. Have they opened? Yeah, this, this coming Saturday. And they've got life-size donkeys for sale. Don't park the Bentley outside. No. <laughs> Knowing my luck, <laughs> something will happen. I've seen the picture of them being clamped. And, uh, and Selfridges Christmas department is open already. There's something nice about it. So to cheer myself up, I, I downloaded some more Christmas songs yesterday. I sent off for a Christmas CD, Christmas Adagio. And I downloaded that. And the Ding Dong song. So there you go. Ding Dong yeah. song? What's that? It's a Chinese song. Which, right. which is nice. So I've downloaded that. I don't know. I'm just, it's just all gone a bit funny recently. So I'll be quite grateful to see the audience figures later on today. And uh, we will be going to Cyprus. Yes. Noreen says it was lovely to see Paul on Sunday. It's nice to see Noreen. Yes. She looked well, didn't she? She did. Brian looked very well. Almost too well, I think. A little bit worrying there. Says, uh, hope you enjoyed yourself, Paul. We did. We did. Yes, he did. He enjoyed himself, we actually. Did. He rushed backwards, and f- <laughs> rushed backwards and forwards, being an enjoyable person. Yes. It was, it was quite stressful, <laughs> wasn't it? Whichever way you look at it, it was yeah. stressful. I was, no, it wasn't. Wasn't it? Oh, I no, thought it was. Well, not for me. I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> did you sit through both shows? Yeah, well, one, you missed one, one and, and a half, half shows. One and a half. I he was too late. Co- I don't know where he was. He was too late coming back for the second one. I think I was in the loo. <laughs> in the loo, <laughs> came in after the interval. <laughs> Is Nathan safe, or has Mister Dodgen found him? Actually, we have bad news for Nathan this morning, which I shall. Break to him a little bit later on. Dodgen's got his address. Dodgen's, yes. I mean, that is that is the worrying thing, actually. But it was lovely to see you, Noreen. Actually, it was lovely to see everybody. It was it was, it was a lovely afternoon. At least the weather held for us. Yes, it so was. That was nice. Well, it doesn't matter because we were inside. I know. Yeah, but I don't it's, know if you noticed. Did you, yesterday, did you... Well, of course, yesterday... Don't talk to me about yesterday because one minute I, I get in the car and I'm, I'm going up to the garden centre to buy a thing to stick my water butt on. Because I've decided I want to raise it up, you know. You to raise I your raised butt. it up. Yes, I wanted to raise my butt up. So I go out there, <laughs> and the heavens opened, and it was monsoon oh, just? time. And I'm in the car, and it was so bad, even with the windscreen wipers on, I couldn't see anything in front of the car. Mm. It was terrible. I mean, it just tons of it came down. Anyway, so all of that to one side. Here we are on Thursday. Good for the garden, though. Yeah, lovely for the garden. Lovely for the garden. But uh, don't rain today. I'll have to check with Richard Hake here in a moment because uh, we, we need to find out whether or not... Oh, it's all right. Alex has done the weather for today. Fine and dry, sunny spells, scattered showers mid-morning. That's all right, the electricians. Oh, a bit of coming. everything. A bit of everything. And uh, maximum today, 22, which is warmer than yesterday. And uh, currently 12. Pollen forecast, moderate. Sunset... 2042, some sunny spells this evening, some isolated late showers. Tomorrow, fine at first, then cloudy and rain from lunchtime. Paul. Steve. A woman in the US who was tied to her bed during a midnight robbery was freed after she used her toes to email her boyfriend. Her name's Amy Wyndham, and she was held up at gunpoint at her home in Atlanta, Georgia. The masked robber hit her over the head with his gun and then tied her to the bed while he searched the house for valuables. After he left, she eventually managed to use her toes to email boyfriend John Hilton from a laptop which was by her bed. He then called police. And uh, she was freed. Oh, isn't that good? That's good, isn't it? We like that. Actually, talking of, of, of nice things, James Whale is on his way to Sky. Actually, you need to read today. I wonder if Eamon Holmes has read Kelvin McKenzie's uh, piece on being fat. And he said, he says, I have worked with Eamon Holmes. He says, and he is fat. In fact, he makes money out of being fat because he's been on 
programmes to tell you how to lose weight. He said, so it's a bit hypocritical. He said, Annie's been on Have I Got News For You, which is a satirical programme. He said what he should have done, which is what we said, is don't draw attention to yourself. He said he hired a very expensive lawyer to send a note. He said, for some reason, the BBC should have told him to off. He said they didn't. They said, oh, we're going to withdraw it. He said... um, he said he is fat and he makes money out of being fat and laughs at himself. But apparently it's a case of, I can laugh at me, but you can't laugh at me. But it's just made himself... So even Kelvin McKenzie has turned. Colleen Rooney has had her son's uh, Kai's named. Uh, her, her son Kai, his name in a tattoo on her wrist. Nice. Classy, Classy yes. Classy. Chris Evans has lost a million listeners. Big surprise there. And uh, Barbara Windsor has gone posh. Yes, I saw the She's news finally gone posh. She's finally acceptable. And uh, she's filmed her last scenes of EastEnders, of course, but she was given the uh, freedom of the City of London. She says, uh, I wanted to say, look, Mum, I'm posh. I know, bless her We all say that, don't we? You know, if you want all the money in the world, the one thing you do is bring your parents back. Yeah, I was so pleased for her. Yeah, she was very pleased. She says, I come from a city which is magnificent. Then you see these horrific buildings that didn't take much thought. I agree with Prince Charles on that one. She says uh, she hoped now developments would not ruin the city's identity. I agree totally. In fact, the worst development round here is where the Swiss Centre used to be. There used to be the lovely old Swiss Centre, a bit of, you know, with the clock and everything else. Yes. What have we got? We've got a glass hotel. And a casino, isn't it? And a casino. Be? Well, the Hippodrome's going to be a casino. Yes, I know. And there's a casino in the Empire. Is there? It's going to be Las Vegas. Casinos everywhere, Oh, I hate it. I hate it. But uh, well done, Barbara. She's gone posh at last. Well, actually, she hasn't gone posh. I tell you who is actually very ill, and we mentioned it yesterday, Geoffrey Hughes. Yes. Uh, it's yes. secondary cancer. I didn't realise it was secondary yeah, cancer. It's in the paper today. Yeah, and uh, they mentioned it yesterday. Um, Judy Cornwell, who played his wife, Daisy. So I was very sorry to hear the cancer has returned. Actually, this is not the first, but we've, we hear lots of this. I bumped into uh, Brenda, who used to work in the ABC Chemist in Twickenham, and then she retired, and we don't use the ABC. We go round to... Uh, to the other to goods, which is much nicer. Anyway, uh, I bumped into Brenda yesterday and she said to me, I've just been diagnosed with breast cancer. And so she's going to go into the West Mid, I think, over the next couple of days. So I said, listen, they can do wonderful things now. They really can. We were talking about it before the programme. So uh, good luck, Brenda, from Graham and uh, all the team here. And uh, we're with you all the way on this one, all the way. And uh, for anybody else who's going through things like this, it, it's an awful shock when somebody tells you that you've got something and you go, oh... I remember reading a book after, after uh, my mum my was diagnosed and various other members of the family, and my cousin just died, and, uh, and it says you can live with cancer. I think it's called living with cancer, because mm-hmm. you can. We've all got it, apparently, Jess and Paul and me, and it just depends on what happens that triggers it off. It's That's odd, right, isn't yes, it? That's right, yes, yes. So, so I'm trying to avoid whatever it is that triggers it off. Mm. Well, we all live with lots of funny things in our bodies. Oh, believe you me. Believe um, you me. Do you think sprouts will help? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. I was going to go back onto sprouts for breakfast. Do they not on help, toast. do you think? Because they cut... Do you not find, ladies and gentlemen, you open up the paper every day and they go, oh, and today it's these beans from so-and-so that are the best thing for you and stave off this oh. and stave off that. I just think a healthy diet is good. You know, I might be overweight, but I, I went through no. a... Yes, I am. But no. I went, but I went for a, a, a full checkup the other day and yeah. my cholesterol is pretty good. Yes, what was Anthony Davis's? I can't remember. He had his His was, his was quite high, was wasn't it? was his high, yes. Yeah, I think so. I'm actually perfect, which is a bit of a worry. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. he's skinnier than us. 
Well, not much. Not he's catching up fast, aren't you, Ants? <laughs> he's catching up. Actually, but the trouble is, you 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 can actually be heavy and actually still be very healthy. That's right. That's very right. It, it, you are what you eat. Yes. And if you eat lots of fatty things, it's not good for yeah, you. But the tr- don't we all? I'll tell you what I had yesterday as a little treat. I had a little trifle. Did you? A little naughty tr- boy. I did, and it was a little Marks and Spencer's. State. I know, but I had it after the sprouts. You had sprouts yesterday. I had sprouts yesterday. I bought some more sprouts as well. I'm, li- I'm liking my sprouts. What did you cook them with? Just by themselves, actually, yesterday. Just sprouts? Just sprouts, yeah. I just ate a bowl full of sprouts. It's not normal, is it? No. Dear me for Christmas. I get worried about these things. OK, we'll take a very quick break. Back in a sec. This is LBC 90s World with British Gas. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. LBC 97.3. It's 5.30. Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to six. Yes, we know Santander have not bought RBS. They've bought all the branches, which means they get all the customers. 1.8 million customers who are RBS customers will now become Santander customers. So we're well aware of, uh, of how it works. I don't want to be a Santander customer. I've already uh, described that before. Uh, hello to Rob and Bondi. They're not exactly the hardest working in the business, says Mark. He says, have a look on YouTube for Annoying Orange. Yes, I think I've seen that before, actually. And uh, Paul says, I thought that RBS and NatWest are the same company, so what would you gain by changing? I don't want my checkbook to say Santander. I'd rather it says uh, NatWest. <laughs> Simple as that. Incidentally, there's another crop circle appeared. Very quickly, this is on the M4 near Hungerford. It appears to be a copy of the Shroud of Turin. Those students, honestly, they're out there with their broomsticks late at night, and they've done another one. And uh, this way, 250 feet across, which is quite it's nice. It's very impressive. Very, very impressive. So well done, all the students down there again, and the professional crop makers, crop circle makers. Nathan Morley joins us now. I've got bad news for him, I'm afraid, this morning. Morning, Nathan. Uh, morning. Uh, good morning, Steve. Good morning. I'm sorry, I've got really bad news. Ah, uh, now, could this be my new bank account with Santander? No, no. No? It's even uh, worse. Ah, uh, right. Go it, on, then. It, it concerns Lucy Verasame. Oh, crikey. Yes. I'm sorry about this. She's the, the Sky News weather girl that Nathan... Oh, I'm well aware of who Lucy is, my old mate. Yeah, <laughs> but I have to explain to other people who've never heard of her before. Yeah. She, she's leaving Sky. No. Yes, I'm sorry about that, yes. Where is she going? She, she's going to a channel that you went to pick up over there. Uh, called? Sh- called ITV1. Ah. Oh, and and yeah. she, she's joining the Daybreak... Program. Uh, there's no need for that, Lucy. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bla- bad tidings. Is there any way we can all club together and increase her salary for her to remain on the sofa with Eamon and the lovely Charlotte Hawkins? I don't think so. It's not going to happen. <sighs> well, mornings just aren't going to be the same here at uh, Morley Towers. Well, it's <laughs> even worse because apparently Tasmin Khan who's going to be reading the news on the Daybreak programme, has already stripped off for raunchy pictures. Excellent. And I'm having, and I'm having a look at the picture, Paul. Look at this. Look, and this is going to be the newsreader on Daybreak. How can you take her seriously? How can you, you ever, get Trevor ever... Trevor doing that. Yes. She's, she's <laughs> posing nude in the... Right. Obviously, for some pictures she had taken away. Her, right. her, her real name is Fahana. Oh, that's, that's very exotic, isn't Tasmin it? Tasmin Fahana, but apparently she's Tasmin Khan. But here are nude pictures of her. Well, I don't know to watch her Sahana, Sorry? Sahana, 
Shahana, did you say? Fahana. Hey, t- I tell you what, I've been reading the news on television for ten years. I've never been invited to take my top off or wear speedos by a pool leaning on something. It's ridiculous. Yes, I know, but there's uh, a reason for that. That would Nathan. be ridiculous. Yes, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> because I don't think. You Watch can... it, Savory. I'm a very fine-looking fellow. I'll have you know, <laughs> not just from the shoulders up. Oh, Oh, fighting talk here. (laughs) Fighting talk. (laughs) Fight, fight, fight. Anyway, apparently everybody's very excited that she's joining the team. I don't think you want something as tacky as that reading the news, I'm afraid. I mean, you wouldn't find find Nick Ferrari coming in here, you know, wearing sort of a little singlet or something like that. No, um, I'm going to reserve comment there, actually. I I think uh, um, Nick is fine on the wireless. Yes. On the the, the wireless. I mean, but we, we don't want any of this sort of taking clothes off rubbish, do we, I think? No, I don't think so. I mean, unless it would... I mean, I don't suppose there's anything there about Lucy Verasami doing a, doing a calendar no, pose or anything, No, I think not. No. She's only reading the weather. I'm sure you've searched Look, for it already lo- on Google. <laughs> 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 of course he has. Oh, hold on, that's a good idea, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Just search for images. <laughs> yeah, Lucy Verasami, image search, bikini. <laughs> Can you two talk amongst yourselves for five minutes? Yes, I thought you'd be sure we do it for two hours. Yes. Strangely (laughs) enough, actually, we were talking earlier on about this this Santander, uh, Mm. which is going to be... So all the 1.8 million uh, RBS customers will all of a sudden be changing checkbooks and everything. How how it's going to work, I've got no idea. And Mm. presumably you'll be sent a new credit card with Santander, and you can use the same pin and stuff like that. So I thought, no, no, Mm. no, no. So we thought about joining Coots. And because About we know joining. people. Well, I have a couple of friends who are with Coots, and they say you right. need half a million pounds worth of disposable funds, not including property, to be accepted. Well, mm. you don't actually. It's it's actually changed quite a lot. Nurses can bank at Coots, right? And uh, and this this friend that we've we'll got, just go in in your uniform. Yes, <laughs> my nurse's <laughs> uniform. But th- but th- this friend that we have doesn't have half a million pounds worth of uh, disposable funds. So, obviously, exceptions, I think. Exceptions mm. to the rule. Half a million pounds of disposable funds. Yes. It doesn't sound enormous nowadays, it's does not, it, really? Is it really? I, I don't know. It sounds a lot of money no. to me. Half a million quid you can get your hands on straight away. I mean, I'd oh, have to no, scrabble, that, it would be put tricky. it that way. It would yeah. be tricky, wouldn't it? it and that's not including you your house. Together. I'm sorry, say that again? Not including your house. Not including your house. No. Okay, so half a million of kind of disposable cash. Yes. Now, I'd yes. have to raid Chaz's piggy bank for that. I'm afraid. Have to, wouldn't you? Yeah. Half a million and, quid. Uh, I wonder why. I, I don't like the name Santander. Actually, I have to be honest with you. I have seen the adverts. We are now known as Santander. All of this rebranding and relogoing of businesses, and I read last night BP may be doing the same. Yes, I, I think know. yes because they, they've lost so much, haven't they? Yeah, but I mean, what's the bloody point? Uh, uh, we all know who BP are. Mm. You know, uh, I, I think uh, it, BP have had a pretty rough ride. That could have been any company out there. That could have been any oil company that went through but that. But it wasn't. It, no, it wasn't. It was BP. Mm. It's obvious the first few weeks, the first month, are going to be difficult. They were victimised by the American administration, uh, uh, you know, to boost this Obama's ratings. Uh, the, the, I don't think it, they did it on purpose. I don't think it was their fault. I think it's just one of those things that happened, and they suddenly realised that even though we can put a man on the moon and we can take people up in space, we can't cap an oil leak. No, you're absolutely right. And the way they were treated by the American administration, uh, by the American government, all these 
nasty little comments from Obama about BP, deliberately mentioning them in any statement. BP is something that, you know, Britain should be proud of. Yeah. It's, it's one of the great oil companies, one of the great employers and wealth generators of our, of our nation. The fact that they, you know, have to change or are considering changing their logo and image is disgraceful, frankly, because every company has oil leaks. Nobody talks about Exxon Valdez or other great industrial problems like Union Carbide in India, suddenly the Americans are very quiet about that. Mm. I, I don't know if it's just me that's irritated by it. Well, I, I, I think it was, it, it, it's what's coming known as an act of God. I mean, I also find it difficult to, to believe that you can't cap these things, but you tend to realise it's not like it's sitting on land. This is under the ocean. Yeah. You know, and, it'd be and like capping not... a volcano. There's a volcano about to erupt. Can you cap it? No, we can't. It's not unusual, I believe. Oil well leaks are actually quite common. Yes. This was a big one. You know, it was a big one. It got out of control. And the reason it was such a big one, because there was a huge explosion. Yes. I mean, it's part and parcel of a dangerous business. I mean, this has happened in the North Sea, I seem to remember, in the 70s as well, something similar to this. Yeah. But, um, it's a tragedy, it but anything can happen. You've only got to look at the volcanoes that erupt under the sea, and the next thing, there's a huge new island there. Mm. And, mm. and, and we, 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 we don't have any control over anything that goes on. These are all things that, that happen, and, and you can't do anything. You sit there well, and watch and then try and mop it up afterwards. You know, the, the problem is, it is very easy now, Steve, to, to run away and change your logo or change the name yes, of your, yeah. you know, your company, even though you're actually the same thing. And I, I, th I don't think we're all quite as naive and as stupid as uh, people would think we are. You know, but, but in the case of BP, mm. I don't think there's any need to. You know, it's every time an airline has a crash, they don't have to go and, uh, you know, uh, repaint the, 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 the aircraft. It's, it's, Although, it's strangely, we were, we were only talking a short while ago about... Uh, there was Mickey Rourke on the television. He was accepting some award at something, and uh, somebody was saying... I forget, who was, was it you who was saying, Paul, that he, he didn't come over here... Uh, no, it was Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, sorry, for some uh, award ceremony after 9-11 uh, because Americans were cancelling flights left, right and centre. Nobody was flying. In mm. fact, at, at some point, it got desperate with people trying to get people interested in flying again because people got panic-stricken that the plane that they were on could have been hijacked. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 I mean, it was, it was exactly the same, I think, on the tube, do you remember? Yes, the, the, yes. The, it's one of those things. We have uh, to be resilient. We have to, you know, stand up for things that we believe in. We, we unfortunately, nowadays, you know, are too, we, we just pussyfoot around things. And you know, also, I don't be, think that... The, these cable channels, these news channels don't help, really, I don't think, in some ways. They kind of drive the panic in any of the big stories. Well, especially if you've got topless newsreaders, I mean, appearing on the Well, look, the topless kind of newsreaders, uh, that's a great... I'm going to mention it to Mrs Morley. Um, I think she might be know. going in for that. Well, it's been done, I'm wasn't not it? Sure. Nick Ferrari that Yes, didn't did Nick that? Ferrari do... something to do with that, I think Nick he? Ferrari, at some point in his career, had either topless darts or... I don't say that, because I've got Google image search open. I might oh. be tempted, and then I could faint. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Put his your time of life, it's, it's, you don't need to see stuff like that. Please don't do a nude Nick Ferrari image search. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's not pleasant <laughs> for any of us, I'm afraid. That's just, I mean, it just doesn't compute, does it? Nude Nick Ferrari image search, press <laughs> enter. You've got to be balmy. Yes. Or, you know, uh, on some sort of narcotics. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you wouldn't do it anyway, I don't think. Definitely no. not, not safe. But it's, no. uh, but it's interesting. Actually, they're also talking now, a lot of people might not be going to Spain talking of mm. Santander, because the air traffic controllers are going to go on strike. And so people oh, are now going, well, I don't around. think we'll bother booking for Spain. Let's go somewhere else. So the Spanish well, economy might Well, we have the problem here. Well, 
the Greeks have been on strike for yeah. the past week or so, and that's affected us because Cyprus flights fly over Greek airspace. So, uh, you know, taking a holiday now, it would seem, and it was the same last year with the swine flu, as you remember, it's becoming a bigger gamble every time, every yes, summer, isn't yes. it? You know, I'll just stay in. Yeah. Think, well, uh, you, well, you, you, you have to stay in where you are for the simple reason that you've had this heat over there. Well, funnily enough, we have had the hottest weather in the history of records here, in the history of the country. Um, and uh, I never thought we would actually get to that. I would be here to experience it. And mm. it came, came very suddenly. On Sunday, we had 46 degrees Celsius. Oh, 46, so double it. 92 and add... Th- Good Lord. Mm. More than yeah, 120. Yeah, it was a horrible day. In fact, we had three days of it. The hottest oh. day to compare was in 1955, mm. when we had 45.4. Oh. So, uh, and apparently the electric grid, because everybody had got air conditioners, mm. the electric grid was within a few megawatts of shutting down. Good <laughs> grief. That uh, is terrible. Uh, that is terrible. Yeah. It wasn't, and I, I tell you the story, and it almost sounds cliche, but it's not. The swimming pool at the moment is as warm as a bath. Oh, how lovely. So, That's quite nice. No, you, no it's not. Oh, you it's can't not nice. get... You get in, and you start to move, and you actually feel sick. Oh. It's like you Imagine actually swimming in a bath. Uh, oh, I quite like the, the idea is, of that. Oh, well, give it a try. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> of getting, get... surprisingly, because Paul Savory mentioned it this morning, because his, his mother has one, a seat in the bath. A seat. A seat. In the shower. In, in, in the shower. So I'm going to go out and buy a shower seat. So sit it in there. So I can sit down and have a... Sh- what? <laughs> so I can sit down and have a shower. I hope you're not yes, laughing but... at me, Nathan. Hope, no, I'm not. you've just I'm seen not. something funny where you are. Yeah, i just seen Nick Ferrari with his hands <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think a shower seat, you know, uh, for those of frail age and build... Um, it's a, it's a good idea. <laughs> certainly a frail build, that's a fact. <laughs> but I like the idea of sitting down in the shower. I think it's, you know, and I don't think it's got anything to do with age. I think it's just a nice thing to do. But why don't you have a bath? I don't like baths. I don't like sitting in the dirty water. Oh, come on. You shower yourself off once you've had the bath. Oh, okay. well, there's oh a way what's around the point it. of having the bath, then? Well, you have the bath. Having a bath is half, half of just enjoying lolling around oh, in no. the bath. Lolling about. I'm not it's like not, you. Yeah, this is all right for you anyway. because there's probably room for you to swim around because I just imagine a bath to you must be like the ocean. But, I mean, for it me, is, I yeah. actually fill the bath. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a big fella. You're a strapping fella. And I don't you. mind. I'm, I'm a Ronnie Corbett clone. But, <laughs> I mean, you if you get three, three, three Nathans in a bath to one Steve. Three? Three? Get half a dozen of me in there. No problem. <laughs> and Mr. Chess could get in as well with his bubble bath. Oh, when he hears the bathtubs going, he dashes off like <laughs> a, a, a escape from Colditz. Don't they all? Uh, there's, there's no chance with him in the well, bath. Listen, listen, I have to go, but look after yourself. Well, I'll try. I'll yeah. try. I've now... You've got me a little bit in the tiz about Lucy Varasami, so <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to see if I can get ITV1 installed. <laughs> And you will. <laughs> I know. I know I will. That's the stupid thing. It sounds like a comedy, doesn't it? But I'm going to yes. call the guy now. Yeah. I'm going to phone <laughs> phone Mrs Morley later on, have a few words <laughs> with her about what goes on when she's fast asleep. Is Charlotte Hawking staying at Sky? I'll leave that with you, because oh. she's lovely. Oh, you like her too, right. Oh, I think she's very sweet. Oh, dear. Yeah. Off you go, Nathan. You see? On to see the next one already. See you later. <laughs> Bye. He gets more of a worry every week, actually, doesn't he? But 45 degrees they've had over there. 46 degrees. Yeah, that's a lot. I wouldn't want that, thank you. It's uh, 14 minutes to six. 
These are the headlines. The Met Police Authority Chair Kit Malthouse has told LBC she finds the early release of one of Damalola Taylor's killers perplexing. Ricky Preddy is due for release next month after four years of an eight-year sentence. One of the world's most famous women uh, is in court in The Hague this morning for the war crimes trial of a former African president. Naomi Campbell is giving evidence about the so-called blood diamond. And Boris Johnson is backing the government's proposal to scrap the default retirement age from October 2011. The mayor will speak at this year's Older People's Assembly in City Hall later. Check on the roads for you this morning. Get you there nice and quickly. Jay Louis. Everybody, 28 minutes to six. Yes, we know Santander have not bought RBS. They've bought all the branches, which means they get all the customers. 1.8 million customers who are RBS customers will now become Santander customers. So we're well aware of, uh, of how it works. I don't want to be a Santander customer. I've already uh, described that before. Uh, hello to Rob and Bondi. They're not exactly the hardest working in the business, says Mark. He says, have a look on YouTube for Annoying Orange. Yes, I think I've seen that before, actually. And uh, Paul says, I thought that RBS and NatWest are the same company, so what would you gain by changing? I don't want my checkbook to say Santander. I'd rather it says uh, NatWest. (laughs) Simple as that. Incidentally, there's another crop circle appeared. Very quickly, this is on the M4 near Hungerford. It appears to be a copy of the Shroud of Turin. Those students, honestly, they're out there with their broomsticks late at night, and they've done another one. And uh, this way, 250 feet across, which is quite nice. It's very impressive. Very, very impressive. So well done, all the students down there again, and the professional crop makers, crop circle makers. Nathan Morley joins us now. I've got bad news for him, I'm afraid, this morning. Morning, Nathan. Uh, Morning. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. I'm sorry, I've got really bad news. Ah, now, could this be my new bank account with Santander? No, no. No? It's even Uh, worse. Ah, right. Go on, then. it, It concerns Lucy Verisami. Oh, crikey. Yes. I'm sorry about this. She's the, the Sky News weather girl that Nathan... Oh, I'm well aware of who Lucy is, my old mate. Yeah, <laughs> but I have to explain to other people who've never heard of her before. Yeah. She, she's leaving Sky. No. Yes, I'm sorry about that, yes. Where is she going? She, she's going to a channel that you went to pick up over there. Uh, called? She, called ITV1. Ah, oh, And, and she, she's joining the Daybreak program. Uh, there's no need for that, Lucy. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bla- bad tidings. Is there any way we can all club together and increase her salary for her to remain on the sofa with Eamon and the lovely Charlotte Hawkins? I don't think so. It's not going to happen. <sighs> well, mornings just aren't going to be the same here at uh, Morley Towers. Well, it's <laughs> even worse because apparently Tasmin Khan who's going to be reading the news on the Daybreak programme, has already stripped off for raunchy pictures. Excellent. And I'm having a look at the picture, Paul. Look at this. Look, and this is going to be the newsreader on Daybreak. How can you take her seriously? How can you, you ever, get Trevor ever... Trevor doing that. Yes. She's, she's posing nude in the... Right. Uh, obviously, for some pictures she had taken away. Her, right. her, her real name is Fahana. Oh, that's, that's very exotic, isn't Tasmin it? Tasmin Fahana, but apparently she's Tasmin Khan. But here are nude pictures of her. Well, I don't know. Sahana. Sorry? Sahana. Sahana, did you say? Fahana. Oh, Fahana. As in Santander. Fanny Farquharson. And uh, (laughs) a little bit like that. (laughs) 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 I I tell you what, I've been reading the news on television for ten years. I've never been invited to take my top off or wear speedos by a pool leaning on something. It's ridiculous. Yes, I know, but there's a reason for that. That would be ridiculous. Yes, that would be ridiculous. (laughs) Because I don't think... Watch it, Savory. I'm a very fine-looking fella, I'll have you know. 
<laughs> not just from the shoulders up. Oh, I was like, oh, fighting talk here. <laughs> fighting talk. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. But anyway, apparently everybody's very excited that she's joining the team. I don't think you want something as tacky as that reading the news, I'm afraid. I mean, you wouldn't, fi- you wouldn't find Nick Ferrari coming in here, you know, wearing sort of a little singlet or something like that. No, um, I'm going to reserve comment there, actually. Yeah. I, I think uh, um, Nick is fine on the wireless. Yes. On the, on the, on the wireless. I mean, but we, we don't want any of this sort of taking clothes off rubbish, do we, I think? No, I don't think so. I mean, unless it would... I mean, I don't suppose there's anything there about Lucy Varasami doing a, doing a calendar no, pose or anything, No, I think not. No. She's only reading the weather. I'm sure you've searched no, for it already lo- on Google. <laughs> 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 of course he has. Oh, hold on, that's a good idea, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Just search for images. <laughs> yeah, Lucy Varasami, image search, bikini. <laughs> Can you two talk amongst yourselves for five minutes? Yes, I thought you'd be sure we do it for two hours. Yes. Strangely <laughs> enough, actually, we were talking earlier on about this, this Santander, uh, mm. which is going to be... So all the 1.8 million uh, RBS customers will all of a sudden be changing checkbooks and everything. How, how it's going to work, I've got no idea. And mm. presumably you'll be sent a new credit card with Santander, and you can use the same pin and stuff like that. So I thought, no, no, mm. no, no. But, th- so we thought about joining Coots. And because about we know joining. people... Well, I have a couple of friends who are with Coots, and they say you right. need half a million pounds worth of disposable funds, not including property, to be accepted. Well, mm. you don't, actually. It's, it's actually changed quite a lot. Nurses can bank at Coots. Right. And, uh, and this, this friend that we've well, got... just go in in your uniform. Yes. <laughs> my nurse's uniform. <laughs> but th- but th- this friend that we have doesn't have half a million pounds worth of uh, disposable funds. So, obviously, exceptions, I think. Exceptions mm. to the rule. Half a million pounds of disposable funds. Yes. It doesn't sound enormous nowadays, it's does not, it, really? Is it really? I, I don't know. It sounds a lot of money no. to me. Half a million quid you can get your hands on straight away. I mean, I'd oh, have to no, scrabble, that, it would be put tricky. it that way. It would yeah. be tricky, wouldn't it? It and would be tricky. not including your house. Together. I'm sorry, say that again? Not including your house. Not including your house? No. OK, so half a million of kind of disposable cash. Yes. Now, I'd yes. have to raid Chaz's piggy bank for that, I'm afraid. You'd wouldn't you? Yeah. Half a million and, quid. Uh, I wonder uh, why. I, I don't like the name Santander, actually. I have to be honest with you. I have seen the adverts. We are now known as Santander. All of this rebranding and re-logoing of businesses, and I read last night BP may be doing the same. Yes, I, I think, know. yes, because they, they've lost so much, haven't they? Uh, yeah, but I mean, what's the bloody point? Uh, uh, we all know who BP are. Mm. You know, uh, I, I think uh, it, BP have had a pretty rough ride. That could have been any company out there. That could have been any oil company that went through but that. But it wasn't. It, no, it wasn't. It was BP. Mm. It's obvious the first few weeks, the first month, are going to be difficult. They were victimised by the American administration, uh, uh, you know, to boost this Obama's ratings. Uh, they, they, I don't it, think they it, did it on purpose. I don't think it was their fault. I think it's just one of those things that happened, and they suddenly realised that even though we can put a man on the moon and we can take people up in space, we can't cap an oil leak. No, you're absolutely right. And the way they were treated by the American administration, uh, by the American government, all these nasty little comments from Obama about BP, deliberately mentioning them in any statement. BP is something that, you know, Britain should be proud of. Yeah. It's, it's one of the great oil companies, one of the great employers and wealth generators of our, of our nation. The fact that they, you know, have to change or are considering changing their logo and image is disgraceful, frankly, because... Every company has oil leaks. Nobody talks about 
Exxon Valdez or other great industrial problems like Union Carbide in India, suddenly the Americans are very quiet about that. Mm. I, I don't know if it's just me that's irritated by it. Well, I, I think it was, it, it, it's what's coming known as an act of God. I mean, I also find it difficult... To, th- to believe that you can't cap these things, but you tend to realise it's not like it's sitting on land. This is under the ocean. Yeah. You know, and, it'd be and like capping not... a volcano. There's a volcano about to erupt. Can you cap it? No, we can't. It's not unusual, I believe. O- oil well leaks are actually quite common. Yes. This was a big one. You know, it was a big one. It got out of control. And the reason it was such a big one because there was a huge explosion. Yes. I mean, it's part and parcel of a dangerous business. I mean, this has happened in the North Sea, I seem to remember, in the 70s as well, something similar to this. Yeah. But, um, it's a tragedy, I would be a dis- but anything can happen. You've only got to look at the volcanoes that erupt under the sea, and the next thing, there's a huge new island there. Mm. And, mm. and, and we, 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 we don't have any control over anything that goes on. These are all things that, that happen, and, and you can't do anything. You sit there well, and watch and then try and mop it up afterwards. You know, the, the problem is, it is very easy now, Steve, to, to run away and change your logo or change the name yes, of your, yeah. you know, your company, even though you're actually the same thing. And I, I, I don't think we're all quite as naive and as stupid as uh, people would think we are. You know, but, but in the case of BP, mm. I don't think there's any need to. You know, it's every time an airline has a crash, they don't have to go and, uh, you know, uh, paint the, 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 the aircraft. It's, it's, Although, it's strangely, we were, we were only talking a short while ago about, uh, there was Mickey Rourke on the television. He was accepting some award at something, and uh, somebody was saying, I forget, who was, was it you who was saying, Paul, that he, he didn't come over here. Uh, no, it was Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, sorry, for some uh, award ceremony after uh, 9-11 because Americans were cancelling flights left, right and centre. Nobody was flying. In mm. fact, at, at some point it got desperate with people trying to get people interested in flying again because people got panic-stricken that the plane that they were on could have been hijacked. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 I mean, it was, it was exactly the same, I think, on the tube, do you remember? Yes, it, yes. It, it's one of those things. We have to I, be resilient. We have to, you know, stand up for things that we believe in. We, we unfortunately, nowadays, you know, too, we, we just pussyfoot around things. And you know, also, I don't be, think that... The, these cable channels, these news channels don't help, really, I don't think, in some ways. They kind of drive the panic in any of the big stories. Well, especially if you've got topless newsreaders, I mean, appearing on the Well, look, the topless newsreaders, uh, that's a great... I'm going to mention it to Mrs Morley. Um, I think she might be know. going in for that. Well, it's been done, I'm wasn't not it? Sure. Nick Ferrari that yes, didn't did Nick that. Ferrari do... something to do with that, I think Nick it? Ferrari, at some point in his career, had either topless darts or... I don't say that, because I've got Google Image search open. I might oh. be tempted, and then I could faint. <laughs> <laughs> it's, put it aside, your time of life, it's, it's, you don't need to see stuff like that. I've got a dicky tick. <laughs> you got a what? Bl- <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't do a nude Nick Ferrari image search. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's not pleasant for any of us, I'm afraid. That's just, I mean, it just doesn't compute, does it? Nude Nick Ferrari image search, press <laughs> enter. You've got to be balmy. Yes. Or, you know, uh, on some sort of narcotic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you wouldn't do it anyway, I don't think. Definitely no. not, not safe. But it's, no. uh, but it's interesting. But actually, they're also talking now. A lot of people might not be going to Spain, talking of mm. Santander, because the air traffic controllers are going to go on strike. And so people oh, are now going, well, I don't around. think we'll bother booking for Spain. Let's go somewhere else. So the Spanish well, economy might Well, we have the problem here. Well, the Greeks have been on strike for yeah. the past week or so, and that's affected us because Cyprus flights fly over Greek airspace. So, uh, you know, taking a holiday now, it would seem, and it was the same last year with the swine flu, as you remember, it's becoming a bigger gamble every, time, every yes. summer, isn't it? Yes. You know, I'll just stay in. 
Yeah. Rank, well, uh, you, well you, 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 you have to stay in where you are for the simple reason that you've had this heat over there. Well, funnily enough, we have had the hottest weather in the history of records here, in the history of the country. Um, and uh, I never thought we would actually get to that. I would be here to experience it. And mm. it came, came very suddenly. On Sunday, we had 46 degrees Celsius. Oh, 46, so double it. 92 and add... Th- Good Lord. Mm. More than yeah, 120. Yeah, it was a horrible day. In fact, we had three days of it. The hottest oh. day to compare was in 1955, mm. when we had 45.4. So, uh, and apparently the electric grid, because everybody had got air conditioners, the electric grid was within a few megawatts of shutting down. Good (laughs) grief. That Uh, is terrible. uh, That is terrible. It wasn't, and I I tell you the story, and it almost sounds cliche, but it's not. The swimming pool at the moment is as warm as a bath. Oh, how lovely. That's quite nice. No, no, it's not. You can't get, you get in and you start to move and you actually feel sick. It's oh. like, you know, imagine actually swimming in a bath. Uh, oh, I quite like the, the area idea is... of that. Oh, well, give it a try. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but, I'm thinking of getting, get... surprisingly, because Paul Savory mentioned it this morning, because his, his mother has one, a seat in the bath. A seat? A seat. In the shower. In, in, in the shower. So I'm going to go out and buy a shower seat. So sit it in there. So I can sit down and have a... Sh- what? <laughs> so I can sit down and have a shower. I hope you're not yes, laughing but... at me, Nathan. I hope, no, I'm not. I hope you've just I'm seen not. something funny where you are. Yeah, I just seen Nick Ferrari with his pants around. No, I think a shower seat, you know, uh, for those of frail age and build, um, is, a, is a good idea. <laughs> certainly a frail build, that's a fact. <laughs> but I like the idea of sitting down in the shower. I think it's, you know, and I don't think it's got anything to do with age. I think it's just a nice thing to do. But why don't you have a bath? I don't like baths. I don't like sitting in the dirty water. Oh, come on. You shower yourself off once you've had the bath. Oh, okay. There's oh, a way what's around the point of having the bath, then? Well, you have the bath. Having a bath is half, half of just enjoying lolling around oh, in no. the bath. Lolling about. I'm not it's like not you. Dirty this is all right for anyway. you because there's probably room for you to swim around because I just imagine a bath to you must be like the ocean. But, I mean, for me, I yeah. actually fill the bath. <laughs> well, you're a big fella. You're a strapping fella. And I don't you. mind. I'm, I'm a Ronnie Corbett clone. But, <laughs> you if you get three, three, three Nathans in a bath to one Steve. Three? Three? Get half a dozen of me in there. No problem. <laughs> and Mr. Chess could get in as well with his bubble bath. Oh, when he hears the bathtubs going, he dashes off like <laughs> a, a, a escape from Colditz. Don't they all? Uh, there's, there's no chance with him in the well, bath. Listen, listen, I have to go, but look after yourself. Well, I'll try. I'll yeah. try. I've now... You've got me a little bit in the tiz about Lucy Varasami, so <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to see if I can get ITV1 installed. <laughs> And you will. <laughs> I know. I know I will. That's the stupid thing. It sounds like a comedy, doesn't it? But I'm going to uh, call the guy now. Yeah. I'm going to phone <laughs> phone Mrs Morley later on, have a few words with her about what goes on when she's fast asleep. Is Charlotte Hawking staying at Sky? I'll leave that with you, because uh, she's lovely. Oh, you like her too, right. Oh, I think she's very sweet. Oh, dear. Yeah. Off you go, Nathan. You see? On to see the next one already. See you later. <laughs> Bye. He gets more of a worry every week, actually, doesn't he? But 45 degrees they've had over there. 46 degrees. Yeah, that's a lot. I wouldn't want that, thank you. It's uh, 14 minutes to six. These are the headlines. The Met Police Authority Chair Kit Malthouse has told LBC he finds the early release of one of Damalola Taylor's killers perplexing. Ricky Preddy is due for release next month after four years of an eight-year sentence. One of the world's most famous women uh, is in court in The Hague this morning for the war crimes trial of a former African president. Naomi Campbell is giving evidence about a so-called blood diamond. 
And Boris Johnson is backing the government's proposal to scrap the default retirement age from October 2011. The mayor will speak at this year's Older People's Assembly in City Hall later. Check on the roads for you this morning. Get you there nice and quickly. Jay Louise. Thank you, Steve. Good morning. If you're heading into town... Can't get over the uh, the weather in Cyprus. 46 degrees. Oh, by, by comparison, we're, uh, we're not doing too badly over here. Although I don't cope with the heat at all. Uh, David Essex's show is coming off. It is. Paul just told me. Yes. When's it coming uh, off? September the 4th. September the 4th. It didn't last very long, did it? No, it wasn't. I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to last that long when it came out. David's mm, yeah. got a, a huge load of fans, but they're all over the country. You've got to trek down to see a show. Uh, and it's, it, was a, it was all his hits. I, li- I quite like the concept, but they weren't doing fantastic business, and it, you've, you've got to put bums on seats. That's right, and going. you'll find with people that have cult status, like David Essex, and he certainly yes. has cult status, that uh, when they do something new, everybody rushes to buy it or see it or hear it or whatever it is, mm. and then that's it. Yeah. Finishes. David was, was booked in to do this show, and it's got his name. It says David Essex, All the Fun of the Fair. And then he was booked on a 70s tour. So he mm. came out for a week, or he might be out at the moment, I can't remember. And you think, you, as a, a show that relies on him, you can't come out of it and expect it to survive. No, true. Bit of a shame. Um, I, sometimes I look at the judges in this country, and I begin to wonder whether or not they're completely mad. There was a, a thief the other day. His name's Bradley Wernham. Bradley is 19. He's a bit of a... Well, in fact, he's a very stupid person. Uh, he is uh, a habitual criminal. Yes. He thieves. That's what he does for a living. And uh, he, is, he dodged jail last year. He's a one-man crime wave. 665 burglaries. Comes from Harlow. Not that we want to put any, uh, any of the mockers on Harlow. But he's a rather stupid little person. Anyway, the judge last year, when he came up in front of him, um, uh, said to him, Listen, I'm going to give you a, a final chance... They got him a rent-free flat. Yes. Oh, that we should all be so lucky, ladies and gentlemen. He thieves, OK, and they're giving him a rent-free flat. And so he stays in the rent-free flat with his girlfriend, and then he decides last month he's going out thieving again. Mm. So the judge this time finally has seen sense, and by God, they're a bit stupid, some of these judges, and he sent him to prison for five years. Yeah, Good! Time. Good! Hope he stays there. Stupid. Although the trouble is, once a thief... Always a thief. Yes, but the problem is with these people, they're just lazy. Yeah. They won't go out and earn a crust like we have to, scrape together. Well, this... Blimey, honestly. But it's true, we said at Hornchurch, and I said yesterday, you know, I'm afraid I come from a generation where you work for a living. Mm. That's what we do. Paul works, I work, 99.9% of the audience worked the other day, and then you get stupid people like that who thieve and expect that we owe them a living. No, 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 terribly sorry. No, no, you go to prison, you stay in prison. You know, as far as I'm concerned, it's all these other... Stu- they're all applying for bail now. Jeremy Bamber, the Yorkshire Ripper. They're all trying to get convictions overturned. Wow. And then the... Do you remember the, the old crook the other day who had thieved 20,000 quid in disability benefit? Yes. Up in Manchester because yes. he, he could barely walk. A dancer. He's a dance teacher. And, uh, anyway, and the judge said, um, I don't think that uh, it's in your interest to jail you. And I'm thinking, why not? Why not jail him? He's thieved 20,000 quid. If he'd only stolen a couple of hundred, I could understand it, but £20,000 worth. Well, we're all soft in this country, aren't we? And it's not all about, um, it's it's all about money. It's all about how much it costs to keep them in prison. What we need in this country is a proper deterrent to stop these people doing it in the first place. There is no deterrent. There is nothing at all. There is absolutely nothing. We were saying the other day, we were laughing over this fat family. This is the Chawners. 
The Chawners are a waste of space. The two fat daughters and the fat parents. They don't do anything. They sponge off the state. They're too fat to work. They just sit and gorge themselves. They're a waste of space. But they're celebrities in their mind now because they're on the front page of the Daily Star. The reason they're on there is because silly Lorraine Kelly put them on a programme to help them lose weight. The Chawners had no intention of ever losing weight. They're not interested. And I'm afraid, however well-meaning Lorraine Kelly might be, they piled on four stone. Mm. And they're blaming the system. They want more money so they can gorge themselves on, you know, the chicken and the kebabs and all the other things. And they are indicative of this country. They are the stupids. Like that stupid woman the other day who takes her three children to the funeral of Roel Moat... And calls him a hero. She's on benefits, never worked in her life. Lazy, good-for-nothing little so-and-so. And um, and she's got white power tattooed on her uh, wrist. What? I mean, she is so thick, it's unbelievable. You can't... You, I don't think you'd find anybody more stupid or dim if you, if you, if you trawled the Jeremy Kyle show. It's just I appalling. I don't understand why people think he's a hero. Well... I just don't get it. He's a murderer. She says the people who he killed... Must have deserved it. She's that thick. She's oh, that yeah, thick. Of course. Why I mean, do we think of that? I, d- <laughs> I don't know. Even more laughable is Katie Yuck Yuck Price. I'm afraid. Uh, out the other day, uh, in pink jumper and matching sunglasses. I mean, e- only she can make herself look cheap. You know. I mean, she really has got no sense yeah. of fashion. And she does it so. And well. she does it so well. But she's out here. She attended meetings at the Mayfair Hotel, who quite clearly welcome people like that, which makes me laugh. The other day, on one of the a foodie programme. They had a woman there who runs um, a nail bar in Brighton and her celebrity clients include Sarah Harding, Katie Price and Heather Mills. I thought, I think you've just killed your own business, love. <laughs> I mean, frankly, <laughs> you know. But here, here is Katie Price, who was taking Harvey to hospital for a checkout. She held up blankets to hide him from snappers. Is this the child, dear, that you exploit on the television and push forward at every opportunity on every on every programme about you, and there is Harvey. You don't see him being hidden there. How oh, different is it when they're paying for it? Poor cow, honestly. You do feel sorry for her. Paul. Steve. A pensioner who's waged protest against traffic in his village has rewritten his will to go on campaigning after his death. Oh, good. Tony Fuller's now 77. He's put a condition in his will to state that the funeral cortege must crawl up and down Chidock in Dorset once... <laughs> <laughs> for every year of his life. No. He also wants grieving family and friends to wave protest banners while walking behind the horse and cart carrying his coffin. Mr Fuller hopes that the result will be uh, to bring traffic to a standstill once more, enabling him to carry on his protest even after his death. The great-grandfather has led villagers in their fight to divert lorries away from the village by repeatedly pressing a button at a pelican crossing to halt the traffic on the busy A35. Mr Fuller, who's suffering from diabetes and prostate cancer, said the pollution from the traffic is so bad it will kill me before my illness does. If this protest isn't over by the time I die, I put a codicil in my will that will ensure I carry on the fight from beyond my grave. Oh. Oh, I feel quite sad now. <laughs> After yesterday's programme, we, we were very depressed yesterday's programme. Why is that? Oh, I don't know. They were all depressing stories. Even Jess, who's uh, South African, Malaysian Jess, and uh, she was... Uh, we got Chinese Amanda, who owns South African and Malaysian Jess, and she was going, oh, they're all sad stories. Although she was, she was pointing something out to me today, together with her significant other. They're, they're looking for flats at the moment. Yes. And so, like... A lot of other people. She's going to an estate agent. She says, uh, right, we're looking for 
two-bedroom flat uh, with some outside space. Right. So the f- and she said the area. So the first flat comes back, and the estate agent goes, oh, you're really going to love this. A, it's not in the right area. B, it's only got one bedroom. And C, there's no outside space. And you feel like saying to an estate agent, hello, are you listening to me? You know, it's like going in and saying, right, I'd like to buy a house, and I'm looking up to £450,000. So the first one they show you is 620 And you go, no, what is it about up to £420,000 or £450,000? you are not understanding. Mm. And they do that. She wanted two bedrooms. So they come back with one bedroom. What's the point of one bedroom? It's no use to them at all. Crazy, isn't Stupid it? people. Stupid people. She's got a lot of shoes. She is the Amelda Marcos of of the, um, Malaysian, of the South African yes. Malaysian world. <laughs> she's, uh, she's got a lot of shoes. Uh, Paul says, um, me, I'm getting younger by the minute. What would you serve on Come Dine With Me? I wouldn't. I'd get staff in. Yes, of course. I'd have no intention of cooking anything on Come Dine With Me. No, I don't... Uh, because Are you I, going to do it? No, no, no. Well, I would do should. sprouts, though. Sprouts. Sprout ice cream. <laughs> Dorothy in Wales, of course, where else would you find a Dorothy? Says, uh, there, there, calm down, take a deep breath. I know, see, it's very traumatic, my life at the moment. No, no, lovely. No, no, lovely. Look after yourself. Get the coracle out. And I'm going to put on one of those nice tall hats, <laughs> which I like. I always, <laughs> always wanted to put on one of those big hats. And oh, go, next time I'm there, I'll buy you can one. Can you buy me one again? Well, <laughs> you can buy them at, uh, at the market still. Can you? Yes. How lovely. Oh, how lovely. Oh, I like that idea. As long as uh, you wear it out. <laughs> <laughs> Believe you me, at my age, I will wear it out. Uh, Stephen Harlington says, find an Aussie shop and try some cheesy mite. It's like Marmite mixed with cheese. Why don't you just put Marmite on and then put cheese on the top? Kind of solves the problem. That's the trouble with Australians, isn't it? You've got to make it easy for them. Cheese and Marmite? What, in the same jar, mate? Oh, that'd be really nice, wouldn't it? Here's the news. They use bustling. Morning, everybody. If you're on incapacity benefit, the government have now come up with a plan to find out, you know, whether or not you really do qualify. So they've started testing it out on people to find out. Out of the people they've tested so far, what percentage do you reckon turned out not to, ha- not to need incapacity benefit at all? 36% of people, I'll give you a clue, never bothered turning up for the test because they knew damn well it was fraudulent. How many people out of the ones they tested actually qualified legally for incapacity benefit? Answer... After the news, which is next on LBC at 7.3. Morning, team. Nice to be company. Welcome to Thursday morning. Might be a nice day after the rain. It was like a monsoon. When it came down, air sheets of rain. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, I was in the garden centre, and they've got one of those corrugated roofs. The noise! It's like people who've got a conservatory and they've got one of those ridged... The noise must be absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Anyway, uh, the sick uh, Rowell Moat fan who took three of her kids to the killer's funeral is raking in benefits totalling 33 grand. She thinks it's hilarious. I'm sorry, why don't we just take the benefit away from somebody? This government, if they're going to do anything... This, this combination government that we have need to do something about people like that. We've got to stamp this on the head now. She doesn't work, she doesn't do anything at all, yet she can afford a coach trip, flashy jewellery, cheap-looking rings, admittedly, and uh, 33 grand a year for not working. Uh, I've also decided this morning I'm getting very, very old, and I <laughs> fancy the idea, with the help of Paul Savory, who tells me his mother's got one, of putting a seat in the... Sh- no, see, I don't like that chair. That's got Why? a back on it. That's the one we've got. 
I don't, I don't want a back on the chair. Why? I quite like they're sitting on a stool. I just want like, right. a stool. Well, you can buy Is one. this from Argos? Yes. These are now, the, tell these me, ladies and gentlemen, if you think this, this is being too old, having a seat in the shower. Because I've seen showers, I've been to the Ideal Home Show, and they've got showers there with seats built in, and you can sit on it. But I quite fancy this idea of having a seat in the shower. I mean, it, it just it, it seems like a, a, a completely good idea. Right. Well, Although I'm not the, sure if I'm going to be too uh, old for this kind of the thing. The main page isn't loading. Oh, right. One, but okay. you, you can actually see the, the shower stool at the bottom of that one. Oh, but, I can cope with that. This How much one, is that? This one is the better one, I, I promise you. What, with a back on it? Yes. Just because oh, okay. you nod off. Because you nod off. I'm not, I have no intention of nodding off in the shower, <laughs> but it's a thought. So, you I see, mean, is that it's, it's more, of a, more of a chair, and yeah. it's only three pounds more than the stool. Yes, it is and true. And the height is adjustable. Right. And you can keep it in the shower, and it won't rust, and it'll be, right. it'll be wonderful for oh, you. Okay. And I've just had a message from Jan. Yes. Lovely Jan at the Queen's. Oh, lovely Jan. She said, good morning. Please yes. thank Steve for sweets and cookies and muffins, which <laughs> the boys, which <laughs> the box in the office, it says, <laughs> which the boys in the office are still enjoying. Good. Oh, a bit stale by now. Yes, I thought the sell-by tape was a couple of days ago. Oh, but mind. there they go. Oh, that's good. We'd love to have you uh, down there as well, Jan. Thank you for that. Well, she works there. She hasn't got any choice. Yes, but she doesn't get paid for coming in on a Sunday. Does she not? No, she doesn't. Oh, bless. She comes in out of the goodness of her heart. Oh, Bless her soul. Although, when, when we phoned up to sort of do it originally, we couldn't remember if the curtain went up or sideways. Up. She couldn't remember either, so she had to go and leave the box <laughs> office and go and check. She'd only been there 23 years or something. But uh, anyway, I hope you put the champagne to good use. I've forgotten she doesn't drink either. Nobody drinks now. Barbara Windsor was telling people the other day she's teetotal. Blow me down in Emmerdale the other day. Shadrach, or whatever his name is, or one of the, the family who always has a pint, comes in and he goes to them, he goes... Uh, a uh, pint of orange squash, please. And they look at him and go, what? <laughs> he goes, pint of orange squash. They go, he goes, I've decided I'm not going to drink for a while. I thought, this is catching. This is yes. now becoming quite infectious. Because I don't think at the show on Sunday anybody drank. Nobody, none of the backstage crew drank, did they? No. Did you have a drink? No. Did you go to the bar? I was driving. I, I yeah. Nobody had, a, nobody had a drink. It seems to be the way forward. Somebody said to me the other day, they said, are you, are you just not going to drink for the rest of your life? I said, no, I'm, I don't. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just not... I think it's, it's the way forward. Not for the moment. Not for the I mean, moment. I'm going to Thailand in a few weeks. Mm. I haven't told you yet. Um, <laughs> Thanks. And I will have a few drinks while I'm over there, I'm sure. What do you drink, though? Um, well... <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Sounds a bit puffy, but anyway. I, I love mojitos. I don't even know what a mojito is. Um, it's... Jess will know a mojito. Yes. Mm. You know, you know what they are. It's white rum with lime and mint and soda. Oh, that and sounds quite very nice. refreshing. Oh, is I it? Think oh, it right. I think it's white rum anyway. Is that is right, it white Jess? rum? Yeah. 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 We could use brown rum as well. Oh, she's obviously tried them both. Because she's rich. One in each hand. <laughs> and that's a mojito, is it? That's a mojito, and I like my gin and tonics. And See, I don't do gin like and tonic. No, why no. not? I don't know, I've just never done gin and... John Warrington does gin and tonic. I've never... John Warrington does anything. He alcoholic. does do anything, actually. I used to like Baileys and brandy. Oh, yuck! No, you see, I like is Baileys it... and brandy. What, together? Yeah. In the same glass? Yes, with lots of ice. With a sprout on top. <laughs> on a cocktail stick. You haven't tried sprout vodka, have you? We got sent in. No, but I have heard of it. Delish. I mean, potent or what? Oh, crikey. Now, listen, if you were in Manchester in 1995... I probably was. uh, ..hovering over Manchester Airport was a spaceship. Yes, I saw it. Yes, good. Oh, that's fine. I'm pleased about that. 20 times 
the size of, uh, of a football field. A sketch of the curious craft was sent in by a UFO expert to the MOD. He described it as oblong, with a curved front and a series of small nozzles at the rear. It was your shower thing, dear. Anyway, he sent it in, and apparently all these people do it, they say, and this is what I've just seen hovering. They're all quite clearly people who drink, and it's all a little bit worrying. But uh, he said he saw it there. It's amazing how it's only just been revealed today. He sent it in in 1995. You know, actually, yeah. talking of things hovering in the air, there is um, an aircraft show this weekend, which is going to be the 7th, which I'm going to give you details of in a moment. It's uh, near Upminster in Essex. And uh, I know somebody around here is going to go crackers for this one. It's a military vehicle and flying show. They've got their flying machines up, so details coming up in a moment. Uh, Dale says, uh, you're not too old. I'm having an electronic hammock, which will lure me into the jacuzzi fitted. <laughs> now, I've seen... Th- have you seen these? Where it's... it's <laughs> you sure it's a hammock? <laughs> it's a thing that goes across the bath and you sit in yes, it. I know what he means. Do you know what it is? You yes. know, I've seen these on the television. I think Mrs Hope's got one fitted, because she's featuring all that. She falls downstairs, she's got an alarm around her neck, she's got everything. And, she, and it lowers you into the bath and then lifts you out of the bath again. But don't, uh, don't you fancy the idea of a chair? <laughs> in the bath? In the bath? No. And if you're worried about... I'll worried that about chair in the bath. ...soaking in dirty water, it's not yeah. dirty at all. It is dirty. It's not. Dirty, dirty, dirty. No, it's not. But you can always relax in the bath and have a shower afterwards. I did try that once. I did decide to have a romantic bath one evening. And well, so I, on your own? On my own, yes. <laughs> it's a bit sad. It's a bit sad, I'm afraid. So I, 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 I put some nice music on, Christmas, and I put candles around the bath and I sprinkled... Um, well, I didn't sprinkle, actually. What it was, it was a bath bomb at the time that came from oh. Cosmetics to Go. Yes, that which awful. Which whizzed... I know, it was horrid. But it whizzed around the bath at high speed <laughs> and deposited rose petals... Which looked quite nice. <laughs> so when I got in the bath, it was like sort of slipping down through slime to actually yeah, find the water. they are just gross, and aren't they? When I got out of the bath, I had all these petals sticking to my body. And I mean sticking to my body. It wasn't an attractive look at all. And then you had to have a shower to wash them all off again. And then they got stuck in the plug holes. So I didn't bother <laughs> with it again. It's all very bizarre. Earth was that? Don't know. They're being attacked by the Somebody door. Under the desk. Somebody under the desk in here. <laughs> Possibly man with Hoover. So uh, so that's it. So I'm, I'm going to get uh, a night. Apparently, Jess says, they took away my granddad's alarm because he kept pressing it for no reason. Well, you do, don't you? You do do that. You, 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 can't, you can't help it. You can't help it. Kelly Brooks in the paper. T- oh, God, boring. Boring <laughs> Kelly Brooks. And uh, Outrage Viewers, a flooded Channel 4 with complaints about their sex education show. 40 people wrote in saying it's absolutely outrageous that they were showing close-ups of things, and uh, I thought, well, don't watch it then. It's called The Sex Education Show. Don't be so stupid. Grow up. It's called The Sex Education Show. It's not about cupcakes, is it? Well, part of it was. Well, that's another story. 16 past six. (laughs) News headlines with Sam Pittis. Boris Johnson's deputy mayor for police. Steve Allen. (laughs) 18 minutes past six. It's nice to have your company this morning, to have your company. Nice Paul Savory's with us. Good morning. Uh, I'm going to mention this military vehicle and flying show, which is coming up this weekend. Because having done Biggin Hill, we've decided that this is the way forward. Nick Ferrari this morning is going to be talking about the uh, Damilola Taylor uh, debacle, which has erupted after it was emerged that uh, one of Damilola's killers, after serving only four years of an eight-year sentence... It's going to be released early. And Paul Savory just raised a very interesting point, saying, how on earth for murder can you get 
eight, only eight years now. I mean, I'm, I've, I can't understand it either, and nobody else can. And so they'll be talking about that. Nick will be asking if justice has been served. He'll be talking to the former Deputy Mayor Ray Lewis. He'll be giving his views on the release and how we can prevent gang-related violence in future. God, if only. If you could wave a magic wand, wouldn't it be great in London to prevent children who are quite clearly bored out of their mind joining silly little gangs? You know, it's, it's just ridiculous. We used to get them in Twickenham, hanging around outside the Kentucky. Mm. And on a Friday night, there'd be like 30 or 40 of them. They've got nowhere to go, nothing to do. You know, in our day, we used to... I know it sounds really oh, old-fashioned. I don't buy this nowhere-to-go, nothing-to-do business. We didn't have... We had far less when we were young. Yeah, but we didn't have fast food plates. You could hardly hang around outside the local fish and chip shop, could oh, you? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you're right, actually. <laughs> but, but, you know, we had far less to do yeah. when, when we were young, but we f- didn't act like this, and we filled our time quite easily. Yeah. Can't remember with what. No, but we just we used to play. We could, you know, you'd, you'd you'd go upstairs and you'd play in your room and you'd play with your toys. Nowadays, right. I mean, they don't have toys. Well, they have different that we toys. Had. They have computers. They have uh, computer games. And uh, what's the difference? Why do they have to be given something to do and places to go? Because it's they're just dim. Because they're dim. That's why they need. You have to find things that. That's why you get them turning up on the television. You get slobby people, boys and girls, who don't do anything with their life, and they go, yeah. Mm. And they go, and, and well, so what, why are you here today? Because I want him to see our baby, and I want him to stop smoking drugs. And you think, what a sad, pathetic it's existence with you've got. Mamby pamby nanny state we've got, and the sooner we get rid of it, the better. Yes, well, that's what I'm hoping from the government. But so far, I've seen very little evidence of oh, it. Oh, I don't know. I think they're working on it, and I yeah, think. But don't work on it. Just implement it. Well, they can't implement things. Oh, well, there we go. Then we're back not, where well, we started. The, no, they have to to bring it in over a period of time. Yeah. Otherwise, people would be in deep doo doo, wouldn't they? Dreadful. Uh, Ginny says, uh, Buongiorno, did you watch Celebrity MasterChef? No, because there aren't any celebrities, I'm afraid, on it. Christine Hamilton? (laughs) Don't think so, I'm afraid. Anyway, she was licking her fingers whilst handling the food, kept putting her fingers through her hair, and on one occasion, have you noticed that? If this is Christine Hamilton, she spends a lot of time touching her hair all the time. Her and Neil are most peculiar, I'm afraid. Mm. And then after she flattened a duck duck breast with her hands while it was cooking, no wonder John Tyrode said it tasted sweet. I didn't see Colin cooking, so can't comment. Another one who's Colin Jackson, this former athlete, who turns up on everything nowadays. These people are so boring. Neil tasting his sauce with a spoon and putting the same spoon back into the sauce. Trouble is, if you go to a proper chef's kitchen, that's what they do. They, they, they taste mm. everything. Yeah, usually with their fingers, though. Yeah. You just touch the top of it. Oh, I tell you, if you saw most of your food prepared, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to eat out. Would you? No, I certainly wouldn't. Uh, Derek says, I would have loved to have been at your show, but unfortunately the cost of the airfare from Thailand is a bit high. Yes. He says, I did have a look at the photos. Which one is Chinese Amanda? (laughs) The one on the left (laughs) of the picture. If you're actually on the stage, she's not on the left. She's on the right. If we were on the stage, she was on my right. But in fact, on the picture, she's on the left. And if you want to know where where the pictures are, it's lbc.co.uk... Go on to presenters and click on Steve Allen and the meerkat picture. Oh, lovely, lovely picture of the meerkats. I know. I was so jealous. They're when I saw so that. cute. So cute. Corin and Tony said, didn't expect to mention and a card. Well, you got both because it was their wedding anniversary the other day. 52 years. 52 years. That's quite something. You can barely it? make anything last five minutes, I'm afraid. Uh, Mandy says, I think you should listen to Paul. He's very calm and seems very knowledgeable about business matters. 
I don't think it can be you, dear. It must be somebody else. It must be shower stools, I think. And, says, uh, and Stevie says, is this old man aware that holding up traffic actually causes more pollution, kind of defeats his own purpose? <laughs> he, didn't, Very he didn't write the story, he just read it. <laughs> and uh, Steve, just wanted to say how entertaining you've been hearing your meltdown about your bank and the West Country pasties. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I work on the assumption, it's like MFI used to have a permanent sale on. And you think, the only reason they had a permanent sale on, and it turns out that the item that was at the higher price was sold at their Outer Hebrides branch. That's how they That's got right. away with it, legally. And so they could say, this has been on sale, because you'd never buy it. Because mm. I work on the assumption now, the West Country Pasty Company was selling their reduced bacon rolls and breakfast rolls and Cumberland sausage rolls. If, 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 they, if they sell them at a pound, then they put them up to two pounds, nobody's going to buy them. It kind of makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that uh, that we'll all be sort of fighting them and going, listen, they were, they've been a pound for as many weeks as I care to remember. Put them back down to a pound and I'll come and buy them again. I'm not buying them at two pounds. Simple as that. End of. OK? I'll Simples. go elsewhere. Sorry? Simples. 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 Paul. Steve, you'll be pleased to know that a Taiwanese woman... <laughs> thrilled already. China. Yes, it does make a, a change. ...has set a world record for killing mosquitoes after swatting four million... Well, they didn't in count one them, month. surely. Well, they did. In a month. <laughs> Her name is Huang Yu Yen. Of course And it she's is. from <laughs> Yunlin County. She beat 72 rivals to win the uh, £1,900 top prize in a contest organised by insect trap-making company Invictus International. Not Invictus. I know you've got them all around your house. <laughs> Her catch weighed in at more than 1.5 kilos. Oh, That's three and a half oh. pounds almost. More than double that of her nearest rival. The company has set an application to Guinness World Records asking that Miss Hu Yang be recognised as the world's leading killer of the pest. All right. Mosquitoes were a major public health hazard in Taiwan as carriers of malaria until its official eradication on the island in 1965. Good grief. That's an awful lot. That is a 1. lot. 1.5 kilos of mosquitoes. We should have them in Hong Kong. We should all... Well, have them here now. Sorry? Have them here now. Yes. But it, it used to be that we would sleep under mosquito nets. In fact, it seems strange that in Hong Kong, uh, when we were there and it was back in the 60s, it wasn't until we came back in this country and the one thing that I learned was that you could turn on the tap in this country and drink the water. Because all the water that we had in Hong Kong, you took it out of the tap and it was boiled before you could drink it. Indeed. And we didn't I have bottled that. water, you just boiled your water. Yes. Yeah. And we came back here and they said you can drink it. We must have seemed really old-fashioned. We've been over there for two years. Mm. In which time, you know, you, you came back to a country that was freezing cold. I think we arrived back in winter. And it was freezing cold and we didn't know anything. We just wanted to go to sleep. We didn't care about anything. But we used to sleep under mozzie nets. Yes. And that was the only... And you sometimes wake up and you could see the mozzies all on the nets. Hovering, waiting Hovering, for a, waiting for a bit of flesh. <laughs> Dreadful. Uh, Barbara Windsor's pictured in the, uh, the Sun today. Quite a few of the other papers as she's gone posh. And Phil says, will she be driving sheep over London Bridge? <laughs> driving the hubby, I would imagine, <laughs> over the bridge. But uh, she's here. She's been awarded this certificate. She said, I can't believe it. I thought it would be very posh. I love London with a passion. And, uh, and I'm very honoured. So, uh, good for her. So she'll be given the freedom of the city of London. Now, this, this flying show, military vehicle and flying show, Essex and London's premier show, it's this weekend, 7th and 8th, at, I think it's pronounced Damins Hall Aerodrome, which is in Upminster. And they've also got the Battle of Britain Memorial Flight Lancaster coming on Saturday. They've got all sorts of stuff down there. The stall selling uh, military uh, uniforms, militaria, and they've got a shooting gallery and stalls for the family. 
They've got a, a World War II Spitfire, a Messerschmitt, a Boeing Stearman of World War II vintage, uh, and also the, uh, the Bell Mash helicopter to be confirmed. Flower bombing. <laughs> your opportunity to fly in a 1930s aircraft and drop flower bombs. Fantastic. <laughs> 50 living history displays. So uh, that's the one for you. Thank you, David, who told us about it. He said, give a quick mention. It raises money to help out various ex-servicemen's charities and, where possible, contributes to efforts to raise funds for ex-service personnel. So the military vehicle and flying show down at Damins Hall Aerodrome, Upminster, starts every day at 10 till 5, 7 quid for adults, 3 quid for children. We love a good flying show. He we says, do. fancy coming along, let me know. I can't this weekend, I'm Christmas shopping. <laughs> I know, it's a feeble excuse, I realise, at the best of times, but I'm, I'm doing my best. Oh, Neil Morrissey's moving into a TV sitcom playing a gay dad. Really? Lord, they're all at it now. It's, uh, he's, he's, it's a sitcom set in a boozer, which is ironic, because his boozer in real life has just left him two and a half million quid in debt. A lot of people have got boozers now, including Michael Parkinson and his son have got one. And Barbara Winsor used to have one, didn't she? She did, yes, down in Amish- Amersham. That's right. She had, yes, I remember that. It was a long time ago. But it's tough work, as, as anybody will tell you. Running a, a boozer nowadays ain't easy. You've got to get out and got to sort of entertain the drayman and give him a cup of tea and all that kind of... Drayman? Sorry? <laughs> it always conjures up the dra- It always conjures up visions of, uh, of horses and carts and things. Yeah. And barrels. Yeah. Yes, and uh, sorry, and your question is what? Do they still what? call them Draymond when yeah. they come with the lorries? Yes, the, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in the city of London, Young is it Young's Brewery? They still have the big Shire horses because yes. LBC's very first Christmas party I went to was at the Young's Brewery in the city, and they had the Shire horses there. And I sat, I'd only just joined the company, and I sat on a table with nobody I knew, and I was being really good, so I never even drank. Oh, and in the end, I went and talked to the DJ and discovered he was so boring. I thought I never ever want to play music. It's LBC. LBC 97 or London Airport. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. This is LBC 97.3 with the Times 6.30. Sports 2. 26 minutes to 7. Sam was right for once yesterday, says Alex. Jim did have a winner on Friday. So I've got a Toblerone coming. But it was the only winner for the newsroom in July. There's a Toblerone coming our way. And after yesterday, the chocolate he said is staying in the cupboard. Oh Oh, come on! No, because Jim Jim had his uh, prize. Oh, did he? Yes, he's already eaten it. I don't believe you. Uh, It's true. It's true. So, uh, do you have a uh, do you have a seat in your shower? Well, you see, this is interesting. (laughs) I mean, no, I've been listening to this conversation, and actually, you know, I'm I'm quite tall, as you know. Yes. I could do with a seat in my shower. You know, it's, it's not as daft as it's you think, is it? It's not as daft as you think. At all. Not at all. I, I, I mean, I've, I've got a housemate who... Uh, vertically challenged would be hard, but yeah. it's... You know, he's not as tall as me. Right. And he moves the shower down to... what is about my navel. So, and it's, so you could uh, you could sit on the seat and he could stand on exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. But I it, think but it's it, ideal. It, but it isn't as, as, as daft and as old-fashioned as I'm thinking, is it? Not at all. I mean, I have a shower about uh, about ten past four in the morning, yeah. and standing up is the last thing I want to do at that time it, of day. Do you know, I'm the same, and I'm thinking, and looking at this seat in Argos, it's about twenty... Twenty-nine pounds. Oh, yeah. uh, the, the stool is yeah. yes, and the one with the back on it, which is the uh, one yeah, I the recommend, deluxe one, uh, is thirty-two ninety-nine. Thirty-two ninety-nine, which, which is a lot of money for you, Sam. I like the sound of the hammock, to be honest. Yeah, the hammock sounds better, does it? Getting you in and out of the bath. It's yeah. something like a seat thing, and you can't yes. lie in it. You don't want to lie in it. <laughs> yeah, but it lifts me up and down. I haven't got to, I haven't actually got to put any energy into getting in and out. Well, no, I? that's true. Uh, but but you're right. First thing in the morning when you're standing there, I quite like the. If you just sit down on the seat, you can you can have the shower thing on. You can do 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 the soaping up bit. And, and you don't need to worry about hanging on to the shower or standing up or the energy. I'd like a door as well. 
Like one of those, you know those ones with the door? Why don't you just move? Okay, you're getting on my nerves now. <laughs> All right. Have you got a door in your bathroom? Anyway. You haven't t- yes. No, probably not. No, we haven't. That's, what, that's why I have door. to have it so early. In other words, whenever you use the bathroom, you have to sing very loudly to let people know you're in there. Listen. La, 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 la. Right, yesterday, mm-hmm. Alex had Miss Clareton, which was seventh out of... Uh, sorry, fifth out of seven. Mm. So he lost two pounds. Total profit, £43.98. You had Frankish Dynasty. Oh, yeah. Out of seven, it was sixth. I don't think it was even a horse. I don't think it was a horse at all. I think it was a snail. It was a terrible name. It was a terrible name. It was a Frankish dynasty. So anyway, you've lost two pounds. So your total loss is now eighty-two pounds and a penny. That's almost, you know, two and a bit uh, sort of seats for the shower. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. It'll be a yeah. long time until I get my shower. Seat. It will be a long time. I mean, for the moment, you'll just have to stand there and hang on to the shower. I'll need a hose. Yes. <laughs> well, there you go. Anyway, uh, Thursday selection, Folkestone. Yep. Six o'clock. Rare turn, T E R N, which I think is a bird actually. Rare That's right. turn, is it? I didn't yes. know that. Yes, black and white wader. It's a wader. Thank you. I think so. I'm just writing, just writing this down. Yeah, yeah. rare turn, oh, win only. Yeah. Things you learn on this program. <laughs> I know. It's, it's amazing, actually. Sam Pittis is tall and has a very short flatmate. There you uh, go. They were going to get a stool, but they're not having one now. Can't afford one. Can't afford it. Six race meetings: Bath, Brighton, Folkestone, Haydock, Sandown, and Yarmouth. Uh, the two ten at Haydock and uh, a tribute, I think, to the uh, England manager Fabiello. All oh, right. Fabiello. Fabiello. I like the sound of Fabiello. Like the sound of it. Like yeah. the sound of it. Has it, it won anything before? Makes no difference, really. Yeah, it makes no difference. Right, actually. It makes no difference at all. We're only playing for fun, because believe you me, if we were playing for a business, we'd have lost money years ago. When you're playing for fun. What a laugh. Exactly. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Lovely to talk to Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Bless your heart. Thank you for that. And we'll talk again tomorrow. That's Sam Pittis. Not doing very well in the horse racing. They think they found a Mozart piano. Isn't that exciting? Uh, in... Um, Baden-Baden. The current owner, Martin Becker, was told of the instrument's potential value when he prepared to auction it. Made in 1775, sold in the 80s to a piano maker. It's a forte piano, one of eight known examples in the world, and they say could be worth up to, presumably with the, with the Mozart provenance, £10 million. Fantastic. When I think years ago, and there'll be people old enough to remember, most households had pianos in their front room because it was people's entertainment. There was no television. It was before radio, and so people played the piano. And my grandmother, down in Ilford, had um, a piano player. Oh, with the roll inside? It had the roll inside, the paper How roll. Wonderful. And so you slid open these two doors, put the roll in, connected it on, and then you pedalled like mad underneath, and it played the tune. And it had little... Oh, it was... I used to love going round there to play this piano. In the end... Nobody wanted them, so you, she had to pay, I think, something like £5, so the rag-and-bone man would come and take it away. Nowadays, these things are worth a lot of money. Oh, but I in those days... One. Oh, me too. She had to pay to take it away because they didn't, uh, they didn't want it anymore. But we used no. to go around there, and I'd sit on the stool, and you'd play it very quietly in case your parents would go, shh, shh, Nana's making tea. <laughs> it would be sandwiches. Be quiet, Nana's making tea. Yeah. What difference does that make? We don't play know. It loud or not? I suppose because you, because they used to think that children. We we were very well behaved children when we played. Some children I've seen on the television bring in Nanny now, and Nanny sorts out why these children are so ghastly. Have you ever heard of um, Destonia? It's by Latvia, isn't it? No. <laughs> you might you might think it is. It's it's um, it's the twisting of yeah. various body parts. And it affects up to 70,000 people in this country. Oh, I think there's I've a, got it. There's a woman here. She has to stand on one leg. She stand, and there's a picture of her standing on one leg. It's hereditary, 
Uh, adults tend to have it in one area. It's, it's a faulty connection between the nervous system. Mm-hmm. So she stands on one leg. And there's a picture of her in the paper today. Standing on one leg. Standing on one leg. I'd never even heard of it before. Never heard of it before. The main treatment, apparently, is Botox. Before people started mm. using Botox for, um, for cosmetic purposes. Yes, that's right. That's right. So there you go. Uh, Steve, oh, what was the percentage of people who qualified for incapacity benefit? This was the, the government um, who have devised a test to find out whether or not people are, are cheating. And um, they, they discovered 36 people wouldn't turn up to be tested, because they suddenly realised that they were going to be found out. How many people legitimately can claim incapacity benefit out of the ones the government tested? The answer is just 6%. The rest of them, fraudulent. So they need to start catching up on this very, very quickly, because there's so many people... It's so easy to cheat the system. I see... I tell you, even in Twickenham, you would think Twickenham, the amount of people who fraudulently use disabled badges is, is almost embarrassing. Uh, you're so right, these so-called board thugs who join gangs, says Lynn, are too stupid to have no imagination. We had fun playing with friends after doing our chores. But we did, actually, but what, what, what we played... We were just quite... We used to get... Then we gallop round the garden. <laughs> and you stopped doing it the other week, actually. It's, it's very entertaining. You get... Whoa! Like, and that kept us entertained, didn't it? Yeah. Kept me entertained. <laughs> Did you have cars and toys and things yes, like that? Yes, of course. Yeah, they don't normal. have that now. You give them to kids nowadays, they look at you. No, but they have different things now. Yeah, computers? Yes. Well, we never had a computer. No, the nearest did. I got was a Simon invented. Says. Did you have a Simon Says? No. That was a little handheld thing, and you pushed a button, and it went beep. And so you pushed beep, and it went beep, beep. And you went beep, beep. And it went beep, 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 beep. And you went beep, 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 beep. And you had to try and remember what it was doing. Mm. Like the old Simon said. Yes. Thing. It's the Kenley Air Show as well on Sunday near Caterham, says Lindsay. Oh, blimey, it's all over the place, these air shows today, which is good. Family. And best one is in South End. The South End one is amazing. Really? Yes. We like Biggin Hill. There's some doubt over whether we're going to be uh, seeing it next year. Really? Yes. Why is that? I don't know. There was, there was some problem. There was, there's Farnham, which is very big as well. Yeah. But they're big business. People like going and seeing them. You see? Nostalgia. And when they bring in all these old planes, people go, oh, old-fashioned. People love it. That's right. They absolutely love it. Steve, nothing to do. I grew up on a council estate, says Barbara, in the wilds of industrial Essex, a small parade of shops, church, and the nearest town ten miles away. School work to do, no inclination to hang around on street corners creating mayhem. Why is there the need to entertain young people 24-7? And we didn't have computers, mobile phones, playstations. We created our own amusement. You see? That was it. But they're so lacking in imagination now that you have to find something for the poor little loves to do because they're bored. I know, it's But so then tragic. they come from families who look bored, I'm afraid. Mummy is bored. Mummy's got 300 tattoos and hoop earrings. And that they're bored. Mummy says, John, come here, you little son. You know, and you get that a lot of the time. Dreadful. It is. It's a shame, really, isn't it? A great shame. Uh, I love the story of the American billionaires. They've pledged to give away half their fortune to charity. It's not a legal document, but they've said that they will do it. Mm. That'll be challenged in the courts, I bet, a bit later on. I'm quite sure. Yes, but if it's written in a legal will, they can't challenge it, can they? Uh, you can challenge anything now. Can I mean, yeah, you, 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 you do find all sorts of lawyers who are out there just to challenge anything. I mean, you'll, you'll probably find... You know that after we told you the other day that um, uh, the Yorkshire... Is it the Yorkshire... No, who's the... Uh, is it the Yorkshire Ripper? Yes, it's the Yorkshire Ripper. Yes, and then also the other one who's had his throat slashed in court. 
Ian Huntley, yes. who wants £100,000, there's a very good chance he'll win it. They'll probably settle out of court to save the expense of a court case. Well, if, if he does win it, I think he should be forced to uh, to give the money to uh, to the charity that was set up yes. in, in his victims' names. Very nice um, thought. But isn't there a law that says you cannot you, you can't profit from crime? Well, I thought because so. Because they've used it in the past to stop publication of books, hasn't yes. they? Yes, yes. Oh. Uh, Simon and Sophie say, next time you're planning a romantic bath for one, try sprouts. So much easier than rose petals and they don't stick to your body. You say, it's a thought, that. I thought about just dicing up onions as well and just making a soup while Spells I'm in there. Of sprouts already. Spells of sprouts. <laughs> Somebody says, Christmas shopping, don't be stupid. Absolutely, we're doing Christmas shopping. Because they've opened the uh, the Christmas department. And we love Christmas shopping. My mother does Christmas shopping the whole year. Yeah, absolutely. It's only, it's only the misery guts out there. Don't, don't do Christmas, don't do Christmas. That's why Selfridges have opened it. I bet you anything, Selfridges and Harrods on Saturday will be packed to the rafters with people doing Christmas shopping because we love it. Because Christmas, contrary to what people think, has got absolutely nothing at all to do with the baby Jesus or religion. It's nothing to do with it. It's called, you know, you go out there and you give each other one and, and that's it. Everybody loves it. Presents and trees and everything else. Nothing to do with religion, so you can do it whenever you like. Unless, of course, you're very, very miserable. 84850, steve at uk, and Dan says another night shift comes to an end up the weekend. You see, he's one of these hard-working people out there and he reaps the benefits as well so you sleep well 14 to 7 news headlines sam pittis boris johnson's deputy mayor for policing morning everybody nice to have your company you're listening to lbc 97.3 where we've got an even bigger audience than we had last time round. i quite like this actually i like this when it goes up it always makes everybody very happy and people walk around with a big grin on their face if we have nice weather i'll be even happier and if i manage to get the seat to go in the shower i'm going to be a very happy person today if I manage to get some Christmas shopping in on uh, on Saturday and Sunday, that'll be even nicer. And uh, and people will go to an air show. And Lily Allen is pregnant. Good for her. She's well, lovely, you know. Do you like her? She is so sweet. Oh right, there she's we go. Very very nice. So she she had a scan last week, and she's confirmed she's three months pregnant. Well, I'm very happy for her. So there you she's go. She's happy. So if you're happy, we're all happy. I'm delighted to say that a sick yob uh, called Simeon Major. Who was who kicked his puppy? He was caught on CCTV. Mm-hmm. He's a rather stupid, uh, slightly imbecilic person. Uh, a shocking twenty-minute attack. He booted his seven-month-old Staffordshire Bull Terrier to impress his pals. He kicked the pup in the air and then slammed it on the wall before punching its face. Lovely. What a stupid person you are, Simeon. Nineteen from Luton. He looks a bit thick, I'm afraid. But anyway, he's only been given eight weeks detention and a further eight for breaching a suspended sentence. What a disgusting person. There's also another man who's appeared in court. And it makes your heart bleed, these people. I mean, this one, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get your comeuppance, uh, Simeon. A man appeared in court the other day charged with cooking his hamster in a microwave. I mean, are these... I mean, are we just breeding a whole lot of very simple people who are a bit stupid? You know, I mean, every time I open up the paper, there are more and more of these dreadful... You know, the Yorkshire Ripper and a bit to go free. Excuse me, am I in the right world here? I don't think so. I don't think so. There'd be no chance of you getting out at all. I really don't want that kind of thing at all. And then that stupid woman, mother of eight, Teresa Bystrom, who we pay 33 grand a year to, lazy little son. So get off your fat bottom and get out there and do a job, you piece of pond life. Kenley was the Battle of Britain Airfield, says Vince. So the 70th anniversary should be a good one. Oh. That's good. Shower seat. Our power shower, says Barbara, is over the bath. And we've got a bath bar seat that fits across the bath. 
We've got mot- mo- mobility problems getting up out of the bar, so the seat is ideal. And Sylvia says, we've had a wall-mounted fold-down seat in our shower for 11 years, and I'm only 41. You see, it's something I've aspired to over the years. I'm saving up for it, so Paul's now ringing and reserving for me. I mean, how embarrassing. Sorry. Shower seat for the elderly person. Oh, God, it's me. How awful, isn't it? It's like, it's, I'll have to go into my vans and go, uh, I think that's the one she wanted. I've done that before, actually. You know, when you go to the it's chemist. It's for my friend. It's for my friend. Yes. <laughs> have you ever been to the chemist and had to buy something embarrassing? No. And had to, oh, right, it's just me then. And you, and you have to pretend it's not for you. And she'd go, I think she wrote down, did she, is, is that the one she wrote down? Yes, I'll, I'll, that's the one she wrote down. I've done that before now. <laughs> you have to Why? do it. Well, because you just have to. I can't do it in my chemist at the moment, goods. For the simple reason, he'll know it's for me. Mr Shah knows these things. I go in there and, I mean, I'm doomed from the start. Even though he does look like the Pakistan president. A little bit. He'll be thrilled for that again. Um, this, uh, this donkey that the son saved is now in a donkey sanctuary. And the donkey sanctuary in this country is overrun with donkeys, so they're looking for people to look after donkeys. They cost a lot of money to look after. They're very temperamental. They're not like horses, just stick them in a field. Donkeys are... I know, because where we used to live in Yorkshire, uh, the woman next door used to put all the donkeys from the beach in the field, and they knew that it was winter and they didn't do the... And they wouldn't do anything, because we thought we'd go over there. Oh, they can be quite vicious donkeys. Mm. They're very stubborn. Oh, yes. Very stubborn. Very. Yeah, if if they don't want to go somewhere... Stubborn as a mule. They don't go there. Not that a donkey and a mule is the same thing, but... No. Similar. I like donkeys, though. You've sort of... Oh, they're beautiful. They're lovely, aren't they? Yes. They've had their own names at the front, you know, Dobbin and things like that. Dobbin Dob- the donkey. <laughs> Does anybody go for donkey rides on the beach yes. anymore? Yes. they do? Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, everybody goes for donkey. Of course, kids do. They love a, a donkey ride because... And it was there because children didn't go horse... Now they go horse riding, don't they? Mm. But uh, donkey ride... No, really popular donkey rides. Anyway, Paul, what else you got? What else have I got? Well, we're off to China. Of course we we are. We couldn't spend a week without it, could we? A Chinese farmer is raising a lamb which was born with only two legs. Ku Jin Zhu of Shandong Province says the lamb was one of two born on the farm two months ago. (laughs) The first one was very healthy and normal. However, the second one surprised me, she said. It looked normal, but it just lay on the grass. And when I looked again, I was amazed to see it only had two legs. The family doubted the two-legged lamb would survive, but decided to try and raise it by feeding it from baby bottles. The very next morning after it was born, it managed to stand up by itself, added Koo. In the beginning, it struggled to balance, but now manages perfectly well by lifting its butt in the air. Aww. It's very strong-willed and brave, despite having only two legs. It's living normally, just like the other lambs. That's sweet. And there's pictures. Oh, how sweet. Oh, it looks very odd, you but... Uh, as well. Nevertheless... Oh, how lovely. So if it lifts its bottom in the air, it can, it can balance. Yes. But if oh. she's raising it for a leg of lamb, she ain't going to have much luck, is she? No, she's not going to get two out of it. Well, she's not oh. going to get any because it's the hind legs that are missing. I used to have a producer years ago, David, and his uh, family had a, a farm with, uh, with lambs on it. So I always knew when it, when it was lambing time because he'd sort of, you know... And they used to... The little ones that were abandoned by their mummies... They used to sort of uh, bring into the farmhouse and put them underneath the arger in a tray. Mm. If he was feeling slightly cruel, he put some mint round it. It's not nice, <laughs> is it? In a, in a strange kind of way. Um, I don't know if you've got round your way the police officers on bicycles. Haven't seen any. Yeah, we have them a lot round our way because we get a lot of people who not only jump lights, but they ride their bicycles on the pavement. 
And they give them instant fines now. Something like, I think, £50. But here's a, a policeman in Chichester trialling a £13,000 hybrid spider, which is a three-wheel trike. And this thing can do up to 110 miles an hour. It's like a motorbike with three wheels. You know you get the Hells oh, Angels yes, in America. Yes, yes. It looks quite nice, actually. Although, um... They're, they're, they're saying here some ambulance chiefs are also considering using them as rapid response vehicles. Now, the policeman riding this one has got a helmet on, but I saw somebody riding one the other day, not a policeman, it wasn't a police vehicle, it was another one, with no helmet on. And I wasn't sure if you were supposed to wear them. Um, three wheels. Three I wheels try. on my I, I wagon. Mean, Do you remember I, that song? Oh, yes. The new Christy Minstrels. Three wheels on my wagon. And I'm still rolling, rolling along. along. The Cherokees right. are after me. Yeah, it's one of those, one of those old ones. About? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm never sure about Isn't some it of funny how days. you listen to songs and you sing along with them? You have no idea what they're about. No. No. I, si- I mean, I'm singing the Ding Dong song and I'm trying to learn it in Chinese at the moment so I can converse with the Mandarin, her native language. Um, because it's, it's just one of those songs. It's a very old song. It dates from the 1950s. But it's, uh, it's, it's very funny when you hear it in, in Chinese. Apparently, you don't need to wear a helmet. On, uh, a one, on one of those three-wheel things. Oh, right. You can actually ride it without. Going to Clark. Well, he knows, doesn't he? <laughs> Not. And, uh, so, of course, I should be going out there riding one of these things without a helmet to get arrested. Because the policeman's wearing a helmet, but I'm assuming if you're going to go 110 miles an hour, and I always worry about things like that. Health and safety, isn't it? It, it, it is health and safety. You do, you do worry, I'm afraid. Oh, Joanna Lumley has helped create a hot new chutney to help ex-soldiers. Do you know, I love chutney. I love Joanna Lumley. Yeah, we love Joanna Lumley as well. What do you do with, with chutney, though? What, what, well, you can have it on toast with cheese. Can you? Yes. Dear, you're very old. You're very Why? old. That's not normal, is it? Well, you have cheese and pickle. Chutney's not that far removed from Oh, you pickle. didn't see. I forgot to mention the other night. You didn't see uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. No. They've dumbed it down. Really? It's so pathetically stupid now, it's hardly worth bothering with, I'm afraid. It's so dumbed down, uh, you get a 15-second time limit for answers. They now hear people's sob stories. It's so awful. It's just, just dreadful, I'm afraid. It's, it's just terrible. They've, they've messed around with it, and they should have left it. The old adage is, if it ain't broke... Don't, Don't fix, fix it. it. Thank you very much indeed. That's why Paul Savory will be back in his many and various guises <laughs> next week. I'll have a new shower still. Whee! Very exciting. Thank you. You're welcome. Very much indeed. So the weather is kind to you today, as we've got even more people listening to LBC. You're very welcome. And uh, we have a myriad of programmes stretched out across the day. I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Don't forget to go to the LBC website to learn about podcasting and check out all the lovely pictures and see what everybody looks like. Nick and the team with you after seven. First of all, the business update with Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open after closing.